Bartender Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Haley, and I'm here with another fantastic episode from the Berwick Mansion, the Pool Room Studios. I have my fantastic co-host here with me. This is going to be an interesting episode. Before I really let him jump into the pool, I just want to prepare the listeners that it could be a little bit feisty tonight. Mike and I are a little bit on edge. Our last recording had some hiccups, a few hiccups. And, I, and I'm, sure, I'm sure Mike's going to have a few, uh, some gripes to share with you listeners. So no. anyway, Mike, despite the fact that we're about to fight for the next hour and a half um, <laughs> uh, across from our guest, or I, I should say in between his answers, I am very happy to see you. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> happy to see you as well, buddy. I'm doing good. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, I can hear the wind whistling behind you. And I know you yep. said uh, it's coming across that the plains area. The plains. Yep. <laughs> Every time I think of Kansas and win like that, I think, you know, you're going to have a twister touchdown behind your trailer and then mid pod, you're going to get sucked out. But I guess that's no different than the last pod we did. Stopping. Yeah, I don't even, losing I don't even have insurance. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll save you because we're going to talk about it. We, we interviewed somebody. We had a, we had a technical difficulty and unfortunately that episode is lost to the ether, which is, you know, a shame because it was by far the best episode we've ever done. No, I'm just <laughs> <Shut> kidding. <up. laughs> but, uh, uh, we'll we'll touch more on that when we get her back on. She's but... coming back on tomorrow. Okay, she's yeah. coming back on tomorrow. We're gonna do. So I'll again. I'll give you we'll shit. Prevail. I'll give you sh- I'll give you shit about it uh, then. But I actually do have an update. Give it to me. <laughs> so I'm I'm buying my third cabin now for the hill. Nice. So nice. we'll have we'll have three cabins up here. We actually have uh the one the first cabin is being rented out for 104 nights by this guy. Jesus. Which is fucking awesome because I don't have to clean it for three months. But uh, he asked if he could hunt while he was on the property. And Justin told him, like, well, if you want to take a deer, you know, if you, you know, throw us a little bit of meat, sure, not a big deal, you know, as long as it's all you know, tagged and legal and everything. Well, he actually sends us a picture while we're in Vegas where he killed a deer in a nice, like, eight-point buck. And we're like, great, we're going to get some summer sausage and, you know, get some jerky. I'm sorry, well, so what? Some summer sausage? Summer sausage, yeah. What is that? It's it's just like sausage. I don't know. You make it in the summer. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know exactly. You, 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 it's you not like it, a recipe. It. It's not like there's no, a specific seasoning that goes into I'm, summer sausage. I'm, it's just you eat it during the summer. No, no. I'm sure it is a specific type of sausage, but I don't yeah, know. Just eat it. I'll tell you what. Anyway, you can buy it at Walmart. Shut up. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, we're back in, you know, back home. And I started griping at Justin, like, so when am I going to get some of that jerky? He's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you. I'm like, what? He's like, well, I went down to the other cabin the other night in front of the pond, and I looked down in the pond, and I saw a headless deer carcass in the pond. Not even a carcass, a corpse. (laughs) So I guess this guy shot a deer, and it's called, like, trophy hunter or a horn hunter, somebody who's, like, just just kills a deer just for the horns. That's not how Justin and I were raised. If you kill an animal, you, you're you eating it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So this guy killed the deer, cut its fucking head off, and then threw the corpse in the pond in front of our other cabin. Can I can I just pause you really quick? This has been a very interesting, hey, what's new <laughs> intro to this episode. Um, especially because you're trying to promote this, like, Airbnb park that you're building and this brand of the hill and like we've plugged it so many times on the pot people you know i'm sure so many of our listeners who are looking for a scenic getaway to southeast kansas you know you know want to be on the american plains and just give it a give it a try out in uh in uh 
you know, Dorothy and Wizard of Ozland, this is not really appealing. You know, this is not getting people to rush dead. There's they're headless deer carcasses. Unless they're horn death. hunters, come on out. <laughs> no, I just, honestly, I've just been, I've been baffled because it's just, the like, number one, not butchering it, not eating it, is, that's already bad enough, but then throwing it in the pond. Like, if you're going to just not use it, leave it out in the field where the coyotes and everything can get to it. Now we just have, have this corpse just floating in the fucking pond. Have you it's taken just, it out or is it still there? Well, I think we're going to ask him to take it out because we're, we're both kind of pissed. Is he still staying there? He's here for 104 fucking Have you nights. had a conversation with the guy? Not yet, no. Oh, that's going to be so, awkward. So, yeah. Maybe not a, not that... a fun or funny story, but it's just, it's been kind of weird. You know what you need to do? Make sure you call me, okay, and put the phone in your pocket on speaker, and I'll put the mic up to it, and we'll use it as a piece of bonus content. Bonus Whenever content. Whenever you do confront <laughs> that guy, because that's going to be a little awkward. Well, yep. you know, for lack of a good transition, not like anybody would have a segue to come out of a story fucking like that into a bartender, you know, into a bartender rant podcast about the service industry and cocktails. I'm going to kind of rope us back here. So, um, guys, before we get into it, some of the things that we've been talking to you about recently, um, at the end of the show, we are going to have some information about um, both alcohol and substance abuse addiction. If you have any issues with that, if you're struggling, um, please, you know, seek out these resources. Um, Mike and I, as we always tell you, we love joking around. We love having a good time. And we definitely tell stories about getting messed up, uh, getting a little loaded on this pod. It is uh, a huge problem in the service industry, people self-medicating. So we want you to be healthy. We want you to be happy. Um, if you need those services, please seek them out or shoot us an email. Happy to listen. We are not professionals, but we are um, are here to listen. So shoot us an email. We'd love to talk about it. Some of the other updates, please check out the merch. We have a bunch of new stuff dropping uh, in anticipation of the holidays. So get all your cool sweatshirts. And one of our best listeners, Britt from Colorado, is out on the slopes this weekend. And she's wearing her Bartender Rant podcast, BRP Cross Logo sweatshirt. I got to give a great shout out to Britt. She's one of our best listeners she has been so awesome in supporting us. She actually won, I think, one of the Blue Cheese. Two, twice. Yeah, the she Blue Cheese twice. Ranch uh, trivia contest that we did over the summer. So um, check that out on the social this week. Um, the merch store is Prodigy DTG backslash Bartender Rant. Uh, and we'll have some cool new stuff getting uploaded. Our awesome graphic designer, Rachel Campaneshi at Campaneshi Design, has some really cool uh, logos going up for the Gauntlet Tee. That is finally going to be. Dropping. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm excited it's for those to get printed. Man. I don't. It I was don't, great. I don't want to uh, do too much of a uh, spoiler alert on that, but it's. Uh, let's just say she really did a great job of making it industry specific, and I, I think it's yeah. going to be really cool. So check that out. Also follow us on all the socials. Um, the BRP Drink Along on Facebook, um, BRP Drink Along on Twitter and Instagram. We need the support because we love the personal validation. You yeah. Guys also follow. Follow us on uh, Snapchat, too, because we'll do some fun behind-the-scenes stuff. Hell yeah, and don't forget <laughs> about all of Michael's sweet-ass playlists. We have the first Bartender Rant Happy Hour event coming up soon. So, all right, no more plugs. I'm done. Let's get to the episode. Um, without further ado, one of my favorite bartenders in all of Baltimore, Kyle Swindell, has joined us tonight. He has graced our presence with... A go-to drink of his, a drink that I have made for many times, a Captain and Coke, keeping it easy. Uh, let's have some fun. 
All right, guys, we are here with Kyle Swindell and the captain and Cokes tonight. How you doing, Kyle? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Thank you for having me. Hell yeah, man. This is yeah. uh, doing good. Thanks for joining us. This is very exciting, man. I um I feel like, you know, and I say this to a lot of our guests, maybe it's just my personality. I have been chopping you down slowly like a tree <laughs> over the course of the yeah. last six months. Come on the pod. Come on the pod. Yeah, yeah. And uh and I finally wore wore you down. Here. You know, I, I will tell you this. You of all people were the best about scheduling. So many people that we uh, we interviewed had you know had to change the dates all last minute. Oh, I can't come at this time. Oh, I'm running late. I think we changed the dates on you like four times, and you continually yeah. over and over yeah, and over yeah. again. I can do that one. I can do that one. Yeah. So we appreciate it, man. You've been flexible yeah, and, and happy to have you on. No problem. Happy yeah. to be here. And and the other thing is the bar is going to be uh, you're you're going to set a new watermark because. You've had some friends on the pod. I know you know Val. I know you know uh, our buddy Justin, uh, who you and I are mutual friends with. Yeah. I know you know uh, our friend Jill. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think there's going to be uh, some really great opportunity cool. for, for you to take take the baton from them and go even farther. So Cool. Are you excited, my friend? I am. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about why you picked Captain and Coke for tonight. It's pretty simple, to be honest. It's one of my favorite go-to drinks. Yeah, it's it's easy. Yes, it doesn't cause a lot of issues. It's just <laughs> it's not a pain in the ass to make, and it gets you drunk. That seems to be the key, right? Not a pain in the ass to make. Are you, have you always been a rum drinker? No, not really. Really, I just became recent Captain Coke drinker in the past year. So okay, I mean, I feel like I drank it when I was sixteen in high school, but and then I got away from it for like six years, and then yeah. I had one, and was like, man, why did I ever get away from this? Yeah, yeah. Well, and especially with the spice drum, it always makes it taste like a vanilla Coke to me. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, to be honest, I don't think any other rum kind of tastes similar to it, unless it's, like you said, unless it's spiced. Mm-hmm. You do, like, a rail rum, it doesn't taste even close to the same. Well, and, and, and I know for me, like, spice rum's always dangerous. We always talk about, like, different liquor uh, that affects us differently. I can't drink vodka, man. I just cannot do it. I mean, vodka does something to me, you know, and unfortunately I got to drink it twice this week because the episode that we were, we were in the middle of recording on Monday was a vodka cocktail. And now I got to drink that same cocktail again tomorrow. So I, <laughs> that's my punishment, but no, I love, I love spice rum occasionally with like some of those darker syrupy spice rums. I can get into trouble. If I drink too much of those, yeah, that is a ready-made blackout. Gosling's is good. Yes, well, Myers. if you're doing like some ginger beer for yep. sure, or um, uh, like a dark and stormy. Myers is good. Yeah, the the one that kills me is Kraken. Do you remember when Kraken? I think Kraken came out like when we were in college Kraken. time. No, the one with the uh, like the octopus. The Kraken. Yeah, the Kraken on the label. <laughs> black. Those black, that didn't black. know the Kraken. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like Jaeger. Yeah, or like Buka. Yeah, it's yeah, like tar. It's, it's like black. A buddy of mine. In college, and I drank a whole bottle of that, and I woke up with a pizza stuck to my face the next morning. So, yeah, this, those spice rums can get you, but um, I, no, I'm excited a, tonight. Yeah, I had a bad run-in with white rum, so I typically stay away from it. Well, good. So. Then that means tonight we'll stick with the captain. They'll treat us right. That'll get us uh, uh, going on the episode. I, I just had to crank up the AC. I saw you sweating a little bit. I know it's hot in here. My, every time, uh, every time my girl sleeps over, she likes to sneak out in the middle of the night and crank the heat up to eighty. This woman, oh. it's like she's trying oh, to thought, bake herself like a cookie. It's ridiculous. I thought you were just gonna say she likes to sneak out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true too. She's a feisty one. Um, all right. Well, without further ado, why don't you put that together for us? Because I'm ready to have a drink. It's been a hell of a day. Um, I already started. 
And while you're doing that, um, we'll give Mike, do you want to give the people just a, a quick rundown of how to make a Captain and Coke? <laughs> All right. So it's really difficult. Get your, your pen and paper out. You're going to pour some rum into a glass of with ice, and then you're going to pour Coca-Cola on top of it, and then you're going to drink it. You going to make it? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. No, you can make them I strong, like, baby. I like them a little stiff. That's fine. I, listen, I, I'm, we're, this is your show, okay? This is your rodeo. I'm just a clown tonight, all right? <laughs> you make them as strong as you want. This is the Kyle Swindell I version. Pour, so, I pour the captain in first. Yeah. And then I add my ice. That's right. So based on what I'm seeing over here, people, uh, Kyle's version is about half a glass of captain. So you <laughs> almost equal parts. Yeah. So you want to <laughs> if you want to make it just how we're drinking them tonight, uh, you're probably going to want to go with somewhere between um, two and a half ounces to four ounces of captain. <laughs> I don't know about nice. you. I deliberately uh, bought canned coca-cola because yeah. i have i have the opinion that coke out of a can is the best coke well it's funny you say that because i just had a conversation with my roommate about it is that I, right before i left oh my god so are, am I, are, are we on the same team or are you about to tell me like coke out um, of the fountain is the best to be honest i don't know mcdonald's has really good coke okay it's like a different they have a different uh recipe mcdonald's is like some so of the specifically best coke. mcdonald's coca cola but do you ever take take a little pint? A you ever big, take a pint of rum into the McDonald's? No, just put it. Right. I'm not a huge soda drinker unless it's unless I'm drinking in alcohol. a cocktail for sure. I'm yeah, the exact spiked. I'm the exact same one. With with alcohol, I drink my soda, but otherwise, normally it's water guy. I yeah, drink a lot of water. Yeah, I used to see. Be, I I like the Coke that you get from the Mexican restaurants in the bottle. Oh yeah, with the more sugar with higher sugar content in it. I think it's like or it's made with like something different. I don't know. Yeah. For me, I was I was a Coke baby, man. Like I I didn't drink water at all. Yeah. I only drank Coca Cola. There was a there was a time, uh, my freshman year of college, where I went to Walmart and bought a second Brita, and I would go down fill to the dining Coke. hall and fill the whole thing up with Coca Cola and put it in my mini fridge in my room. I mean, it was it was Jesus. bad. And uh, why couldn't you just buy a two liter? What's wrong? with I'm you? a cheap bastard, and yeah, the Coke was free. free. That would have been cheaper than buying a Brita. Uh, have you ever been a freshman in college? I know you have. You, you don't have enough to just willy nilly buy liters of Coca Cola. Mr. Moneybags over there. Um, no, but uh, no, in all honesty, I moved down to the beach one summer. Um, we didn't, you know, we were just like bare bones and everything. We were eating ramen and spending all the rest of the money we had on booze, right? Yeah. And that summer, it's just like everything changed. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't drink soda anymore. I'm a water guy now. And it was probably because of the sheer amount of hangovers. But, oh, yeah, um, soda hangover. I had, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think I drink soda ever unless it's in a cocktail now. It's crazy. Yeah. Me either. Well, let's cheers this up. I'm ready to get cheers. into it. Cheers. That is fucking delicious. I always forget how much vanilla is in the captain. You know what I mean? You could probably use a little stir. Yeah, just a little, just a little spin. Right. Just a little spin. Yeah. Get the bubbles going. It's good. Well, before we get into it, I, you know, we always try to do a little bit of the history of the uh, of the drink. You know, when we have a guest on, this was an interesting one. I knew for years that the name for a rum and Coke was a Cuba Libre, but I didn't know why. Obviously, um, you know, Cuba Libre means like, you know, long live Cuba or like liberty to Cuba. And so it does have roots in like the Cuban revolution when they break away from Spain. But I end up going down this rabbit hole uh, about how these two things came together. And there's all these different legends about, you know, uh, 
during the Spanish-American War, as, as the U.S. and Spain are fighting over Cuba, there's all these U.S. soldiers in Cuba, and they have Coca-Cola and all these Cubans with rum, and, and that's how it, it, it got brought together. And, and then, you know, the, the owner of Bacardi, um, this guy Fausto Rodriguez, uh, made this big claim in Time magazine in the 50s and 60s that he was actually there when the first ever rum and Coke was, was poured in a bar in Havana. Um, it was a fascinating story. Apparently, uh, like a American uh, sergeant or or corporal was toasting to a group of like newly liberated Cuban soldiers. And he said, poor Cuba Libre to a free Cuba and uh, had mixed Coca-Cola with lime and a little bit of Bacardi. And that's apparently how the drink was born. This has been decredited a bit. I have to think that this is some classic Cuban propaganda so that Bacardi could sell a few more bottles. <laughs> However, it's a good story. It's a good story. And I and we like a good story on this pod. So I, it's a tall tale from Fausto. Um, but, you know, it, it's an interesting little bit of history about uh, how old this drink was. I think that's what I was most surprised mm-hmm. about is that the co- rum and Coke has been going strong for 100 plus years. Well, to be honest, when I was in um, Italy and – like the first and second weeks of August, on most of the cocktail list, it was Cuba Libre, and that it was, was actually listed. That, that was a rum and coke. Really, I cool. drank a few of them over there. Yeah. So I wonder. Cool. I know a lot of drinks. And that was Italy. That wasn't. I don't remember Greece was that, but I know for a fact Italy. I remember specifically saying I'll have Cuba Libre. Yeah. It, it's you know every two part drink has their other name. You know we all know like the Greyhounds and. And, and, you know, Cape Cods and, Bay, mm-hmm. you know, even some some things that are not two parts but three parts like Babries and Seabreeze. They got these exotic names. Why can't you just tell me you want pineapple, uh, grapefruit, and vodka, you son of a bitch? Why, does it, why do I have to remember Seabreeze, Babries every goddamn time? Um, but, no, I thought that was a cool name. Like, I'd heard Cuba Libre plenty of times and just always thought, oh, you know, rum's Cuban. You know, they, they, it's just a novelty of a name, but it actually has real roots in the revolution of Cuba from Spain, which I thought was kind of cool. So uh, the sad part is that once Fidel Castro takes over and we put the embargo on Cuba, Cuba couldn't get any Coca-Cola and we couldn't get any Cuban rum. So. <laughs> well, I was thinking too, so like Coca-Cola was kind of like the Cuban cigars for us, right? So. You, you go to a, a bachelor party with your friends in C- Cuba and they pop open a cooler and there's all the Coca-Cola <laughs> and, and everybody loses their shit. Coca-Cola? Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. I wonder if we can get any confirmation on that. that that'd be hilarious. I mean, I'm sure it's not it's not hilarious that they were an oppressed people and couldn't get wonderful products like Coca-Cola. But that is that is kind of funny to think about. Not bad. But um, all right, Kyle. Now that we have our drinks lined up, and I appreciate you pouring mine strong because I'll tell you, I've been putting out fires all day. I'm excited to just hear some of your crazy stories because I know, you know, I know when we first met, you're working down in this historic, you know, area of Fells Point. So um, the way that we always kick this off is called the drink dip. You know, all of us young people trying to get ahead in our careers, we're flexing on LinkedIn. Hey, look at me. Look at my accomplishments. This is different. This is your service industry. Career. So that's why we call it the drink dip. I want you to tell me a little bit about first, how did you get into the business? Right. Um, you know, how'd you move up the ranks, like where you've come to as far as uh, your position and then maybe where you are now, are you still in the business? Do you still bartender serve? So I got my first bar business job. I was 18 and I got hired as a bar back for Sunday brunch. 
at Cooper's down in Fells Point, and I wasn't sure if I was going to work at Cilantro or Cooper's, but I got designated to Cooper's. That's a first place. You you started at Cooper's. Yeah, 18. I had no idea. I was – I had turned 18. It was March of 2012, so I would only been 18 for like six months, seven months. Um, graduated high school, then started working. I moved out my mom's house, moved into uh, an apartment over in Towson, and I was working to play it again, sports at the time, and yeah. I was making like eight bucks, nine bucks an hour. It wasn't scraping. So then I got a bar backing job, and I'd make 200 bucks on the Sunday, and it was like, what? Like, that's almost more than what I was making for, you know, whole, whole week's against paycheck, sports. right? Yeah. So I could, at that point, the way my classes were set up, I could still only work Sunday. Um, so then I started working a little bit more and I started busting ass and they noticed it and they're like, all right, this young guy, he's doing well. Um, so then the lady who made the schedule, I picked up like two shifts and worked with her. Her name was Shayna. And, uh, she was like, can you work out your schedule to where you can work a few more? Yeah. So I did. And then, and then I got in a little bit of trouble. (laughs) So I got a DUI in Ocean City and, uh, I, like I said, I just moved out, so the bills really started piling up, and I wind up uh, doing like another year. And what happens when the bills start piling up? You, you go after making, that fast cash. You guys start making it. You go after them shifts and those doubles. <laughs> yep. Those doubles and that fast yeah. cash. Oh, you need me to do I'm it. Oh, you up everything I can, and yeah. and they're taking notice of it, and I'm working hard. Um, so then I just started moving up the ranks, and uh. Then the lady who asked me to work those shifts, she started giving me more shifts. And then she starts putting me on the shifts with her. And they're taking notice of it. And then I got – Are you getting some primetime stuff at this point? Yeah, I'm working working Wednesday and Thursday nights with her, which even for a barback, they're pretty killer shifts down there in Fells Point. Oh, yeah, Yeah, I imagine. Especially like if you have your different conferences coming in and conventions and all this other stuff that are coming – into the town, some of those nights are killer. That's what people, I think, mm-hmm. don't know about that district enough. And I know we talk about it a lot on the pod. It gets so much local traffic because Fells and Cannes are such a big residential district. But it is the historic part of, like, yeah. bar district of Baltimore. So any tourist, when right. they come to Baltimore, they go, where do we go? But for, you also have to, know, you have to they, realize they that before – this was before the riots and before everything – before COVID, before everything that went on, yeah. when – it wasn't – I mean, Baltimore still wasn't the greatest tourist spot, but people were coming in. You got Phillies fans coming in, Yankees fans coming in oh, for, for all sure. these weekend series. The Ravens are playing. You got people coming in to see – like, it was just every other weekend had something crazy going on. So, really started ramping up and doing well. And then uh, the Friday and Saturday night bartenders, they started teaching me how to bartend. So, mm-hmm. oh, were you doing those, like, pseudo shifts where you're there to bar back? But they're basically using you as an extension. Yeah, Yeah, they're using you as an extension bartender. But they they were training. So at that point, I'm like, let's do it. Like, I want to learn how to do this stuff. I want to learn the computer. I want to learn this. And you also have to know down there, you don't have busboys and you don't have food runners. You have bartender, server, and then you have support staff. And that would just be you. Just (laughs) one guy taking care of 14 tables downstairs. Right. And Bossing then taking care of five tables upstairs and the bar and your bus, your ice, your food running. I mean, literally, Restock, you're doing everything. trash, light bartending, seating people, right? You know I mean, so you would have a host, but you'd have a host, server, bartender, and a busser. 
and you'd have a manager on duty, depending on who it was, they would help out too. But it was a lot, and it threw you right into the fire. Like, as soon as I started working there, I learned how to work, you know? I started... We were just joking on an episode or two back, you know, people always ask, um, how do I become a bartender? And my, my response always is, buy a $5 bartender Bible off Amazon and lie your ass off. Yeah. The other way, the other way is to do what you did is work your ass off. Yeah. And then sooner or later, you're, you know, you're indispensable. They, I, I, the district that you're talking about gets to a point, man, where you don't just get hammered one night. You get hammered week after week yeah. after week. And it's, it's so funny that you bring up uh, the summer that you started working there, which is actually when I, I think when we first met, because I knew Justin at the time, you guys were working there together, right? He was also busting. Well, I started probably about six months before Justin, okay. and then but, I got him. Gotcha. Got now, him in there. But that was summer of the, world, of the world Cup, right? Uh, no, oh, world that Cup was, was 14. 14, right. Yep. That was summer of the World Cup when Fell's Point fell like it was – like like – a bomb had gone off every day that summer of 14 was just berserk, man. People hanging out everywhere. And I know that Coopers and Slancha had a very good soccer following. So I assume you guys. Are well, reading. so soccer was they, they Slancha's slogan is soccer is religion. So they had made a deal with the American Outlaws. Right. Who, the soccer club. Who is the USA men's national team soccer club. So they made a deal that they would get these deals and discounts whatever, $3 Heinekens, whatever it was. Yeah. But if we had needed overflow, you could get those same deals at Cooper's. So this really? is the summer that I'm turning 21, or I was turning 20. And on my 21st birthday, I had my first bartending shift on my own behind that bar. On your birthday? On my birthday. Shit. But I had worked a few Friday and Saturdays where you're working with another bartender, but not on my own. Yeah. And that night... I think it was the game right before we played Belgium, and we lost to Belgium. It was the last we needed to win to move on to the quarterfinals. Right. And we won, but – Is that I the mean, Landon Donovan goal? It, I, I think I so, I right? just, it was I, the last I, one I don't remember after leaving because we went to <laughs> another one of those little those little shitholes yeah. like down the street, up Broadway a little bit, and I walk in, and there was a shot of Buka and a shot of Rockman's and a shot of Jaeger and, like, tequila and just, like <laughs> – Back to all, back to back. All sitting there for me. You know what they you know what they call those four you start your twenty first birthday. Yeah. They call those four in the four shots in a row a job well done, Mike. I don't know if you know that. If you yeah, it was, if you kick ass behind the bar, you get a, a, a buka, a rumple, a Jaeger, and a tequila. Bang, bang, bang. But we ran into that issue at Jacksonville, because Jacksonville just when we worked together, Jacksonville had just opened up. Yeah, so just to give the people some context, the bar that we met at is uh, Cooper's in Fells Point, the one that Kyle's, uh, you know, kind of came up in and became the bartender at. When when he and I met, he was already bartending. I got brought in to open up the new location, which was Cooper's Jacksonville up in the county. And so I go up to the county. Kyle is trying to do whatever he can to help us. He's he's driving out of the city up to the county to help get this restaurant off the ground. And and let's just say it was. Uh, maybe it was, it was a mess. I mean, that's putting it nicely. I was going to say mismanaged. Um, it wasn't so much the management, uh, in-house cause I think we had a good GM. Um, yeah. and I think we had some good other, uh, bar staff, but frankly, man, it, it was just, uh, well, was they just were not un- prepared. It was just unknown. They were not, you know, prepared. Yeah. they had that first night or one of the first few nights. First off, they got mad at me cause I could, I said, I'm not working up there because I wasn't Baltimore County's laws are different than. Baltimore City. Yeah, I wasn't 21 to be able to work behind that bar until 
the third or fourth week. Yeah. So we had that issue, and once that came up, I'm like, put me up there the first week, and they they let me do it. But then they after that day, I was like, I'm not serving here. Yeah, and I'm not barbacking when I'm. I'm not losing, eating shit when I put when in I'm all this time bartending shifts mm-hmm. downtown. I put in all this time downtown, and that's one of the yeah. things like for the young people in this business, for the people who think about getting into it. The second that you say yes to something one time, yep. forget about it. You say yes to working Christmas once, you're working Christmas forever. You say yes to, hey, I'm working, I'll open Sunday mornings, you're opening Sunday mornings yep. forever. So you got to be really careful. You know, you better you better say to yourself, like, I really want to do this. Um, and and if you don't, you got to put your foot down hard. I promise mm-hmm. you, nine times out of ten, even if they fire you, they'll bring you back a week later because they need your ass. They already know that you're trained. So do not be do not be scared. To put your foot down and be like, look, I'm a bartender. I'm not taking serving shifts. This is what I do. Use me or not. So, um, all right, let's fast forward a little bit because I don't want to get too bogged down in this section. We got a lot to get into with the gauntlet. So you become, you work your way up, and I and I commend you for that because I think a lot of bartenders just go in and they lie with no experience. That's what Mike and I did for sure. And just bullshit. Of, I fucking earned my way. I didn't lie, motherfucker. I didn't, I'm not saying you didn't become a great bartender, <laughs> but you even said on this pod that you went in knowing nothing. And thank God you had Andrew as a lifeline to really mm-hmm. br- bring you up. And for people like me, it, like I remember my first set of a bartending gig, I was doing service bar and I had this incredible manager named Dennis who would operate like the guy never really went around the restaurant, but he would operate out of that service bar. And he brought me up, man. Like he would, he would see the tickets coming up. And before I even asked, he would just start rattling off ingredients. And I, mm-hmm. after about shift one or two, I started realizing the second he it. starts talking, that's my time to like grab that. <laughs> um, so let's fast forward. You become a bartender. You're down in Fells for a long time. I know you were a staple down there behind that bar. Uh, you left though, and you moved up to a, another pretty good well known uh, place out in the Well, cabin. there was a few different things. I became the bar manager, and I was Monday through Friday bartender. I did the daytime, I did the orders, I did the inventory. Right. So you get a little more into the business. And then I get a little bit more benefits, but I kept saying I want to be behind the bar because behind the bar is where the money's at. Yeah. In a managerial standpoint, no offense to anyone who's a manager, but you're making less than the bartenders in most spots. I need more bullshit, frankly. Yep, you work longer hours. but So I did that for a while, <clears throat> kept my shifts, but then I went on and I worked for Bar Metrics. Oh, I didn't even know that. So you were on the other side of the business, So too. I became the Bar Police. <laughs> Mike, which, are you familiar with So bar? explain, explain. What, what's Bar Metrics? So... When I was the bar manager and was control of inventory and ordering, I met with this guy every Monday morning at like 7.30, 8 a.m. And he would come in with a crew, and it would be one or two guys, and they would essentially go in and weigh every single bottle behind the bar. With a scale. With a scale, count every bottle of beer, count all your liquor rooms and everything, and then they would compare that to your last week's stuff minus your sales, sales reports. Yeah. Minus your sales. So if it's done correctly, it's telling you it's legitimate. It's telling you how much, how many ounces of this bottle you're missing, how many bottles of this beer. If it's done correctly, yeah. But so, but this is a this is a service that the bottles of Jameson a week they're gonna catch it. Yeah. So it's not a yeah. per, it's not a perfect science because especially high volume bars, bars you drop drinks, you miss a drink, you're going yeah. fast, yes. you drop a bottle. But yes, the idea mm-hmm. is that they can weigh. They can take the original inventory, your sales, and the weight of every bottle in the restaurant after that, and they can tell a bar owner, "Here's what your waste hey, or you your lost loss should be." This week. Right. And oh then, wow. So a, a lot of yeah. times, if you work at a bar with bar metrics, you got to be really conscious about dropping drinks for a friend. Well, yeah, dropping mm-hmm. drinks for a yeah. friend, or even like 
You need to make sure that your comp checks, your spill checks, that everything mm-hmm. is accounted for for the most part yeah. because otherwise your manager stuff are coming back at you. I've seen bartenders wow. fired for heavy pours the week after well, a they bad see it, and, then they, and then they watch you. Yeah. And then they see what you're doing and then like <laughs> – Jesus Christ. The bar police. That's fucked up, man. And and also, like, you're just a you're just doing inventory for your job all the time, which is the worst part of working in a fucking restaurant. So. <laughs> well, I mean, when well, I worked uh, there, the hours were great. I'd go in it. Nah, maybe the hours weren't great, but I'd go in at like five a.m. and I was done by twelve every day. And I had still one or two shifts, but I didn't move up as fast as I thought I would, and got my own accounts and all that. It was a lot, mm-hmm. and I kind of was like, "All right, I'm done with this." And then another thing, I went and I tried to sell insurance. So you bounced around. Same so you, thing, wasn't great. But the industry, and then like I went a big to McFalls. fish, started reeling you back in, baby. <laughs> started reeling you back in. So you ended up at McFall's Iron Horse. One day a week. And uh, what did that bloom into? You, were you that was different. It? It, was, it was different. It was a, a little more right, high end. It was a little more high end. It was regulars, which we didn't have. I mean, we had some. But, but our not business, like the, our every business was regulars. Yeah. You know, every bar seat on a Tuesday big, or Wednesday yep, night. Our business was regulars, and the food was a little more expensive. That it wasn't more of like a run and gun scenario. It was kind of like okay, smooth your customer yeah. a little bit more compared to just pump as many drinks as you can. Did you have a preference between the two? After you know, I liked, I liked the high volume. No, I liked the other side. Really? I liked talking to the customers and like yeah, absolutely high volume sucks. With them. Like even now, I still. I was there at McFalls for about two and a half years, and I still probably talked to 10, 15 of the regulars that nice. came in, like, just because we had mutual, we played golf together, or we did this, and, like, there's, I, I did like that better. That's great, man. And, so, and McFalls helps a little bit where they let you they let you drink a little bit behind the bar. And, and they're a little more lenient on the schedule, and hours are tighter, so I'm sure there's yeah. some, some other little, like, unwritten parts. You're not there till 2.45, 3 a.m. Yeah. So... You're, are you out of the business now completely? For the most part, Okay. Yeah. Does it, do you ever feel the itch? Uh, no. I mean, by the, the way the whole pandemic went and everything, like, and the way we came back, yeah. and it was just like... We need somebody one day a week at DOS. People were such assholes, <laughs> and, like, I'm enjoying not in a bar right now. Cool. Like, I got pretty fed up. Like, I look at myself when I'm getting ready to go to work, like, fuck. I don't feel like going to work. I don't feel like waiting on people now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all those stories that that I can I can see it on your face right now. I can see it in your your body language, your tense, because he's got stories bumbling under the surface of all of that stress and angst about going into work and serving uh, some dumb motherfuckers. Yeah. And so we're gonna get right into that. Thank you for giving us a little bit of your background. I, I think it's I, again I can't say enough. I think it's cool that your story is really like pure. Like you just you came in to make money. You weren't even shooting for bartender server i think a lot of people try to jump right to the top you came in worked your fucking ass off and earned it from from top to you know yeah. from bottom to top so i think that's awesome um without any other delays and i know i've made this drink in another long one guys and, and thanks for hanging in there it's just it's some reminiscent and i think it's cool <laughs> to hear some per- perspective from the other side of the business with bar metrics um mm-hmm. but now without further ado we're gonna hop into the meat of this episode. We call it the gauntlet. This is our top 10 question that we ask every single bartender and server. Are you ready, Kyle? I sure am. I'm fucking pumped. All right, so here is the gauntlet. All right, Kyle. 
you've made it this far, but now comes the hard part. We have our top 10 questions for you, the gauntlet. Number one, pet peeves and misconceptions. These are either patrons' misconceptions about the business, pet peeves you have about your coworkers or the patrons. So my biggest, I don't have many, but my biggest pet peeve of in all of bartending is when someone sits down and I ask them how they're doing and they don't really even like rec- not acknowledge me. They just say, I'll take a butt light. Oh, and that, <laughs> and that like boils my blood. Like I get so mad and I'm like, listen, motherfucker, I didn't ask you what you wanted. I asked you how you were doing. Like have some respect. That's pretty rude. I asked you how you were doing and you tell me what you want. Yeah. And that's like my number one. Like as soon as they as soon as that happens, they're a shithead. If you want the rest a, of the time they're there, they're a shithead. If you wanted a Bud Light with no conversation, why didn't you go to the liquor store? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not <laughs> that's like I'm not trying to say true. And schmooze you or anything. I, it was a simple question. How are you? How was your how you doing? And you and like and if I don't really know who's like the the act like the customer that's consistent that does that, but it's just like you get it at it anyway. Oh, that's a guy. That is a guy. It like, is. But, <laughs> and it, it, we still had a like. I don't know. I feel like some people come into the bar and they think that they're like above you. Yes. As a bartender, and mm. that's can I tell you that person that does that where you say hello or welcome and they don't respond, they just go right into their order. Or they ignore you because you get that sometimes too, where they just hold the menu up or their phone up, and it's like you didn't even exist. Um, that's the that. same person that at some point in the meal asks you, "So is this all you do, or do you do anything oh, else?" God. Like this is your like this job is somehow only for you. only for the peons and you know and the peasants, and uh, it's the same it's the same personality. Well, yeah, so they in their mind, I'm better than them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know 100%. what I mean. And that and that just irks me. You know, yeah, that's fucking rude. You know, this is the first time, Mike, this is the first time this one's ever been brought up. Yeah, I actually think so. I, I love the unique ones because it makes me think. Um, I'm surprised we haven't had more like Walmart greeters become like mass shooters because can you imagine <laughs> yeah. how many times? They're all dead? too old, man. <laughs> yeah, but they're, not, what, they're too old to pull a trigger. I'm just saying. I mean, look, I, I'm just saying like. These guys have to be taken, guys and girls. You know, their their whole job is to just greet and say hello shit on and make people feel welcome. And I, I got, I feel bad. I don't yeah. think I've ever. I, I I can't remember the last time I walked into a Walmart and said hello to the greeter, said hello back to him. It was just I'm probably got. My you don't even say hello back to him. Well, I probably I usually just do this. I give him a hello. Well, as long as long as you acknowledge them. Uh, fair yeah. Enough. If you just yeah, it, that's just it's just common courtesy. You know what man, I'm gonna like... do tomorrow? I'm gonna drive to all the WalMarts in my area, and I'm gonna oh, hug Jesus all Christ. the greeters. Okay, I'm gonna let them know that they're loved. <laughs> You're gonna get arrested. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe that's what starts the mass shooting. I can't take this no more. Um, all right, question number two: best and worst tips. So these are you know, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be both, but just tell us like about some of these well, memorable worst tips. Well, worst tips easy. Okay, working downtown, zero. Zero. Like, but anything where they slapped you in the face on top of it. Nah, no. Nah, there's been a couple where like I used to not give a fuck, and like someone would order three drinks, and it'd be fourteen seventy five, and they gave me fifteen, and I like put the twenty five cents back down and slapped oh, yeah. kill them. Oh yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's for you. And I'm oh, like, oh thank thanks, you. dude. Like, <laughs> you need this more than like, I come do. On. That's 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 the line. I've, I've so, always loved. So that's worst. Yeah. 
Well, and I, if, and also for the listeners, I'm cutting in and out because there's a lot of wind and it's starting to rain. So I'm trying to mute my mic, but we've even talked about this before where sometimes in my mind, like getting stiffed is one thing, but like when you get it, like just a really, really, really bad tip, like I think that pisses me off more because it's like they, they're acknowledging the fact that they're supposed to tip you, yeah. but they're doing such a terrible... I, I would almost rather get stiff than get a fucking quarter from somebody. Yeah, well, know? I've had it to where someone's like, hey, you did a great job. Oh, yeah, the, the verbal $150 tip. And check, and they give you like six bucks, and you're like, well, you should tip like it. Like, Yeah. Yeah, no, th- those people, that's that's the thing. They think they're, they're like, think, oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm cheap, I'm not going to tip. I'll tell you, I'll, you did a great job, because that's why you're coming in here, to get fucking praise, right? That makes you think that they're like, <clears throat> oh, they just don't know better. Right, right. See, my my issue has always been they know better. In the age of information, <laughs> ignorance is a fucking choice. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. No, doubt that that no doubt on that one time. You can watch a YouTube video on how to tip. Now. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a, a fucking tutorial. But uh, there's probably a TED talk on the subject. Look, the 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 one for me is it's always like a comparison to the check total. So I'll give you an example. Like you you just gave a perfect example of a shitty tip where they're intentionally tipping you, but it's insulting. So 1475 yeah. and they leave you the quarter and they, they make a point to be like, no, that's for you. Yeah. There's 15. <laughs> that insults me less than the guy who's flaunting a hundred dollar check, like, or the girl, like I have such a problem when somebody, it's, it's one thing if you come in with a group of people and you run up a big check and you guys split it and you all stiff, it's almost worse to mm. me if you run up this big check with a group, and then one person has a table that goes, "No, I got it, I got it. Look at me, I'm cool. I'm gonna take care of." Oh yeah. Shit. And then, then stiff. Then they shit on the server, and it's like, yeah. Wait, wait Mister Big Baller, <laughs> you had a hundred bucks three minutes ago to pay this big check for everybody. You don't have ten or fifteen to take care of me when I'm making three twenty an hour and I'm trying to keep the lights on at my apartment. You son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> it's just nonsense. So I think I think. It does have some to me. The insult definitely rises with the check total and with how much somebody's trying to look cool, mm. you know. Or, yeah, or no, look like I a definitely, boy. I definitely agree with that because I've seen that before, and that also is another pet peeve. Like, if you're gonna pick up everyone's check, at least tip appropriately. Part of everyone's least, check yeah. is the tip. At least tip yes. appropriately. Yeah. Yes. We've we've talked about this multiple times, but if you want if you want to go out, you just have to accept the fact that you got a tip. If you're if you're at least in the states, go to the liquor it's store. A, it's right. Go to the liquor store. It's a store part of the experience. You know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not saying that the tipping system is the way the best way to go, but that's just how it is. And if you're going to go out, you just have to factor that into what you're paying. Well, yeah. Don't skimp on the tip. Skimp on what you're going to eat. Order kids yeah, chicken exactly. tenders and tip two bucks, which one should be exactly. instead of ordering a twenty dollar steak. There are definitely like, yeah, exactly. there are definitely nights where I go out and I like I, I say to myself, I'm gonna be almost more conscious about what I'm ordering because I know how much money I have in my bank account. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were definitely yeah. times in my life where I'm like, I have sixty seven dollars. I gotta squeeze this out and I know I'm factoring part of that sixty seven is it my is tip for my bar. Yeah. Anyway. If you have sixty seven dollars to your name, you shouldn't be going out, Steve. Well, we you and I did a lot of times. We also paid our rent and change. I, I can't tell you how many months I had to go and get go to the bank to get manila envelopes because you and and Tom and I were paying in quarters, nickels and dimes to get to that last couple dollars worth of rent. So you it's say legal that, tender. You it's legal that. tender. <laughs> thank God, thank the Lord Jesus Christ that Pikesville Rye whiskey uh, liter bottles were thirteen dollars at the time, and now they're that was sixty. That a good whiskey too. Ridiculous! It's ridiculous. That was a good whiskey. But, all right, um, 
I would use that as a segue to question three, but Pikesville Rye was the sweet nectar of the Lord. Number three, worst drink orders. This can either be nasty drink, you know, a drink at just the wrong time, um, you know, the way they ordered it, that kind of thing, but worst drink orders. That's tough. I'm not too opposed to, like, making anything for anyone. Nothing grosses mm-hmm. you out, though, like a combination. Thing. Like, I used to hate candy Coronas. I just couldn't stand making them. Like, who is who is drinking nah, this? I don't think I ever made a candy Corona, to be honest. The grenadine and Corona. That's it. Yeah, but you were down in you were down in Ocean City. Yeah, so I, mean, hear you. I hear you. That's I don't more know if I've ever drink. made one of those. Um, no. I, I, I mean, I worked at Woody's a few times when I was, like, filling in, managing and whatnot. Yeah. And, like, pulled out the blender. That sucked. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. then if, like, you make a pina colada and then someone wants a strawberry daiquiri, like, you can't just throw the ingredients. <laughs> yeah. Like, you have to It's not Starbucks. They it. don't have a sink where you can wash out the blender and, and go right back to it. Yeah. it. Because then it's, like, strawberry with peanut, with pineapple, and, like, so Woody's, I used to hate working up there. Like, I, it wasn't that much either. But I would help it out, and the frozen drinks, probably the worst. Yeah. Yeah. By a lot. <laughs> Anytime that I'm out with friends or family and like we're ordering margaritas or something and somebody's like, oh, yeah, I'd like that frozen. I just shoot them daggers across the fucking table. Like, seriously, you need it fucking frozen. Like, it's one thing if you're at a bar where they do frozen <laughs> drinks. Well, they That's have fine. That's acceptable. They're ready to go, you know? Yeah, yeah. right. The, 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 the pole, like the yeah. sl- uh, slushy kind of thing. But yeah, just stop ordering fucking frozen drinks. Just stop it. Well, you know what the other thing about it is, and and I, I I'm gonna actually pull you both on this. So tell me if I'm right. Have you ever noticed that frozen drinks are contagious? It's like the oh yeah, yeah. once one person once, mojito, once you make one, once you make one, and it goes out of the bar, you then just count the next twenty minutes, and I guarantee the ordering of that drink skyrockets like a, a piece <laughs> yes. of crypto, cryptocurrency for the next twenty minutes. It's that's, fucking ridiculous. That's the mojito effect. Everybody in the entire. Do you actually and call it that? Yes. The mojito effect. The mojito, the mojito effect. effect. I like that. If someone sees you making a mojito, everybody wants a bad. You, you know what? You know what? That that sounds really good. You know, I haven't had a mojito in a long time. You know what? Right? I haven't had one of those. I really go for a mojito. They said that's the mojito effect. They start seeing you do it, and then what is he doing there? Oh, is that mint? Is that fresh mint? Oh, oh, oh. God damn it. I I hate that shit. So, the mojito Um, effect. Yeah, I love that. That's a pretty good one. All right, Mike, cue up for number four. All right, I don't have my paper in front of me. I should have uh, memorized right. these right now. You know what? You made Ultimate a, mistakes you made a mistake. and fuck-ups. You made a mistake. It's okay, baby. You made a mistake. You're fallible. You're not a problem. I just got back from mistakes. Vegas like three days ago. Leave me alone. Um, fuck-ups. Is this you You or your coworkers just messing up at work? You know, dropping trays, dropping drinks. Obviously, one of the worst ones is breaking breaking a glass in the ice. Yes. That uh, sucks. Do you ever uh, take the grenadine and, and mark the splash it over the yeah. book here? So you splash it over. Don't, don't use... That's a good. Um, that's a good trick for. Um, again, you bartenders coming up, or people who are not bartenders might be barbacks or servers right now. If you mm-hmm. do ever break glass in the ice, a heady play, you fucked up. You have fucked up, and you need to but melt. You're also that, busy as shit. You need to melt that ice, and you need to clean it and get new ice in there. And you may have fucked the entire team and a bunch of tables drinks. The best mm-hmm. thing you can possibly do to save that situation is make sure not a soul uses that ice while you're going to get hot water or whatever else you need. Mm-hmm. So you grab a non-alcoholic um, drink mixer. Colored. 
It's got to be colored, so it's grenadine. Grenadine's grenadine's the, the go-to. Carousel for a lot yeah, of bars. On the rail. A lot of bars don't have grenadine, or they don't have a lot, or it's in the they use it from the cherry juice. So some fair enough. The blue carousel is better, but mark the ice. Just start pouring that shit all over it, mm-hmm. so that anybody that comes up to that ice tub looks in there and they say, "What the fuck? What the mm-hmm. fuck?" And they know something's wrong. They know they shouldn't scoop out of there. They're gonna start asking people, and they know, hey, there's glass in there. Mm-hmm. We gotta fix this situation. So uh, I didn't mean to to stop you. I just yeah, that was good. That, no, no, I of, mean, of that, course, it's like you said too, Kyle. You only break a glass in the ice when you're busy. Yeah, because yeah. you're not busy. You're not moving quick. Yeah. So it only happens when you're busy. That I mean, that's probably. I mean, besides messing up a drink, but that most of the time it's like a very specific person. How they they specifically special prep a drink for you. Like oh. I want this Cosmo with. No lime juice and no triple sec. I just want like a little bit of vodka and like a, the tiniest splash of cranberry. That's you my might, fucking Cosmo. Yeah. God damn well, it. You might fuck that one up and then you have to fix that. But other than that, I mean, <laughs> once I was in routine, I mean, or or food orders. Yeah. Food orders. Have you ever done that? Like, food I mean, orders, I, I mess some shit up. Nice, See, but I, you know? I learned early in my career to write everything down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't the kind of person that was like, all right, I'm going to remember this. And then well, I'll write you down. I'll still forget. 10 minutes later, then you bring it in. You forget to bring it in. And you're like, at least you can go back and look yeah. mm-hmm. at your book compared to like, shit, what they order, what they order. Like, yeah, exactly. You ever lost your book? That's that's a brutal Not or I may have thrown something away. And then you go up to them and you try to schmooze them and I'm explain notorious. how you fucked it up. But. I'm notorious for waiting. Mine was either food or, yeah. or uh, breaking something in the ice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm notorious for waiting on like a um. Tom, and Tom taught me this when I was first coming up in the business. Uh, we'll, we'll make some more in a second. Don't worry. Um, where uh, uh, we're get we're starting to get to halftime. <laughs> Kyle's looking around. He's like, I don't have anything to fucking drink. What are we doing here? <laughs> no, uh, I, I mean, I was taught early on to wait tables and weight bar seats by sec as by sections right so don't wait yeah. one table go and get that and come back the best thing to do is wait a section yeah. wait a section you know and then go get everything and what you the two things you do is one you actually do are more efficient by time but the second thing is you start pacing your whole section together so then hmm. their food drops at the same time and yeah. their drinks come out at no, the same I time. Like that. they need everything at the same time and so yeah. you start to run less because you paced everybody kind of similar well and and also uh, something we talked about on oh, i'm sorry steve no, no, i was I just gonna to say when i do that a, a lot of times i hop behind the bar and i have a drink ticket with 10 drinks on it and so i yeah. put the drink ticket down i start making everything i take off running i come back and somebody has grabbed that server pad and then I'm oh, like, oh, i had seven other orders on there Here's my bed, <laughs> <laughs> don't put your don't put your ticket no, down. Yeah. I, no, I keep it i keep it in my pocket yeah, yeah. i always, i'm notorious for setting it down and then i'm frantically running around trying to find six tables orders on a pad you know yeah it's, it's something else that we don't have to spend a lot of time on but we talked about on the first episode was even if you don't if your um restaurant or bar doesn't do this if you take your orders by seat it makes everything oh, so no much doubt. easier if you keep track of who orders what just by and you just intentionally order you know in clockwise or counterclockwise order then whenever you're dropping food you're dropping drinks whatever you know it's very easy or if you have to split checks at the very end of the night 
it's very easy to go back and look and see what has been ordered and, yeah. and who it belongs to. And the best thing is if you have a food runner or a bar back and you do go by seat, then you don't even need to be at the table, man. Like yeah. you can just be doing other things and that food yeah. is coming out to the right person. Oh, it drives awesome. me nuts when I go out to eat now and people come out with all these fucking And they're auctioning and, off and, food. And they're like, whose is this? It's like, dude, you should, you, we don't need to do this. This is unnecessary. <laughs> it, on the flip side though, I do, it does bug me. Like, it's one thing if everybody at the table ordered a burger, which happened a lot at Cooper's, right? Where you'd have an eight top and everybody at the table ordered a burger, maybe similar, right? They all got them again. It's slightly different. In that regard, it's going to be confusing. But a lot of times you have a table of six and everybody at the table got something different. And you start mm-hmm. auctioning off food and they're looking around at each other like they've yeah, never, like they forgot what they they've ordered, never yeah. heard of what a Caesar salad is. And they're like, what the, have you heard of Caesar salad? That's What's where, Caesar salad? That's, Do you where, know Caesar that's where we come in. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, yeah. there's countless amounts of times. Or I've been at a restaurant with five, seven oh, eight you mean people with an experienced and restaurant. And I'm sitting person. there, yes. and they're like, yes. "Oh, chicken Caesar wrap," and I'm like, "That's him." And you and said, then, "Yes," him. as, as the customer. Like, yeah, I I did that. We we were I, with I uh, a bunch. There are I just yeah. pay attention. There are those hidden yeah. allies. There are those hidden <laughs> yes, allies. Yes, absolutely. I I because we went on a big business trip. We were eating dinner a lot together with the whole company, and I was doing exactly that, Kyle. Whenever they'd bring the food up, and like they'd say say the the whatever the dish was, and, and Nobody says anything. I'm like, yeah, that goes right fucking there. Like, yeah, come on, pay attention, guys. Get your shit together. Yeah, it's like an oasis. John. It's like an oasis in a desert when that happens. You're like, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I haven't had water in days. <laughs> and here you are, my angel. Yeah, I try to pay attention, especially when I was younger. Yes. Like, a lot of my friends, We, I mean, we had fake IDs a lot. When we're like 19 and 20, and we're yeah. going out, and none of them really knew, and they would leave. Same thing, a dollar on a twenty dollar check, and I'm oh, like, and you're coming you back on the like, back end and tipping. So like, yeah. I had already been in the business, so I was always like, kind of like looking over everyone. This is a bad tangent, but while we're on the subject, have you guys ever seen when you get a bad tip and some other customer, whether they're service industry or not, some other customer realized the bad tip and they they have a vendetta that they have to make that right. And they don't even go after the other customer. They'll come and be and put money on top of that customer's check. I've it. also I've also seen people come and change the number with the pen. I'm like, you can't do that. I'm oh sorry. shit! I'm you can't sorry. do I can't, that. I can't let you do. Turn that. a blind eye. I just that you didn't see that. No, you didn't see it. There are the, there are <laughs> those good Samaritans out there. You know. Um. All right. Number five: health code violations. Stuff that you've seen, especially those those downtown dock bars. I had to, had to think that there was some stuff. Well, we uh, do, have, do hold have on. One. Oh well, don't go in yet, Mike. The rule. Yeah, protect the innocent and the guilty, and the guilty. especially yep. the guilty, okay. especially the guilty. Yeah. We we have a we have a soft place in our hearts for the guilty. Yes, Most, so we've been the guilty. I'm sure. From time <laughs> yeah, to time. we are so guilty. Just try to be as anonymous. <laughs> so, I only have one. Be honest. Like, I've been down at a lot of those bars, but the worst one I had ever seen, there was a bucket of, like, pickles and pickle juice. This is the second time a bucket of pickles or a pickle well, tub has come up. I feel like it's the same story. <laughs> it's the same left, story. <laughs> go on. Top Sorry, off. Kyle. Go on. They left the top off. Yeah. And I, you walk through, and you look down, and there's a huge Baltimore City rat. <laughs> Swimming in the pickle juice. Had he eaten any in of the, the pickle tub? I don't know. Was he doing the backstroke? Was he at least like enjoying himself? <laughs> he was just chilling. In there. He wait, hold like, on. Are you serious? He was alive? Yeah. And what? It was like whoa. I think the like, first. I think the first and time. And I was like, I'm never eating pickles from that spot again. <laughs> Holy shit! 
And I, it was the only reason it happened was because there was someone who was just lazy and didn't take the yeah. cap and put it back on. Well, we, you know, a couple episodes ago, we interviewed a guy who's been a bartender in New Orleans for 10 years. And he, you mm. know, he just had like a come to Jesus moment with the listeners. And he's like, listen, guys, if you don't think that there are rats in your bars, you need to, you just need to let it go. There are. And he goes, and if you come to New Orleans, that's a way of life. We're not like living despite the la- the rats. The rats are allowing us to live here in the city, you know, and, and honest to God, it's the same thing. Um, it's the same thing in Fells. It really is. Once you get anywhere, if you go to a bar close to water, I guarantee you, I guarantee you there are rats somewhere near that bar in oh, the yeah. basement. 100%. And, and that's why Even food storage basement, is so – you've like, got to be so conscious about food storage. But, that's, but that's no, nuts. and that was that was like the grossest thing I've ever seen, to be honest. I've never <laughs> seen anyone drop food and pick it up or – I did have – uh, here's another one. <laughs> category. Actually, it's kind of gross. Back in the day, and this is on me. Back in the day, I didn't really know better. I was 18, and I was just hustling. I was just sweating, like sweating through shirts. It was like my yeah. second or third shirt on the double. Yeah. And I'm like carrying out this food, and someone's like, damn, like you're sweaty as shit delivering my food. And I'm like, in my what head, you say to that? Like, I'm, I'm like, working hard. I'm, yeah, I'm like, in my head, and I can't, I, I can't promise that person that I didn't sweat in their food. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh, it's what did you say? You're that's like, kind of gross. Just, I'm sorry, and ran away. Like, well, here's your nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Hope they're not too salty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, those shifts, those shifts are brutal though. Like, especially the and bar the kitchen down. Did you ever work in oh that kitchen? Oh my god, it was that so hot down there. So hot. Like, and he, so here's the other thing that that Kyle has not really talked about tonight, and I thought we might get into it in the drinking. So the the bars that he particularly worked at in Fells are notorious, notorious for their stairs. The one, the the main bar, Cooper's, has one flight in the dead center of the restaurant. You run a ton of food up and down the stairs. If you're a bar back, you're running trash, ice, beer, every, you know, liquor, everything up and down the stairs. Now, the building connected to that, called Solanches, has can what only be disca- described as a labyrinth of stairs. They go up, they go down. <laughs> To get it's to another floor, you go up and down. It's, it's crazy. They're going in different directions. It's two buildings that have been amalgamated together, like over, over like early 1800s. Yeah, it, it, they're not supposed to have stairs connecting them, and it's just they're going in every different direction. It looks like something out of a Wes Anderson movie. People are just like, if you've seen the French Dispatch, it's the opening scene for Fred. You're climbing a ladder at one point. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. So, um, and those old buildings, man. The middle of August in Baltimore, where it's like split pea soup outside, oh, and, and you're just walking through that thick so hot air. Hot. It's always what twenty degrees hotter in the kitchen, is what they say. <laughs> you know, um, that's 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 crazy. So look, I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. There's not even like a good apology. Like yeah. all you can say is, "Hey, I'm sorry. I can get you a new one. I'm working my ass off." But if I do get you a new you one, I'm probably gonna sweat in those too. <laughs> yeah, you can't say I'm gonna get you a new one because if you say I'm gonna get you a new one, you're Acknowledging the fact that some of the sweat may have gotten onto the plate, yeah, you know, you can be you can be sweaty, and, exactly. You can be <laughs> sweaty, and nothing, no sweat ever touched that plate. You can't say I'll get you a new one because then you're implying, yeah, I, I definitely sweat in here a little bit. <laughs> you know what they should do for those bars? They should put a little disclaimer like uh, meat may be undercooked. Uh, it should say food may contain sweat. Might be a little salty <laughs> in the months of July to <laughs> July to early September. You know. 
Um, that's yeah, all you can really do. There was just one chance, or one time, I just literally remember, like, just looking down. Oh, I had, man. like, a plate of nachos. It's already hot. It's burning me, and I had two plates in this hand. I just looked down and just, and I'm like, oh, man. That dropped. I'm pretty sure that dropped right in there. How was the tip from that table? <laughs> I don't know. I was I was support. He I was support runner bar back. <laughs> well, you know, you you ended up making up for it. I'm sure in buckets. But um, all right, we're gonna take in buckets. We're gonna take buckets a, of sweat. Yeah, rat buckets. <laughs> you had to, rat say, you buckets. Had to say buckets. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a little break. That was our halfway point. Very good job by you. I think we need to replenish our glasses. So we will be mm. right back. We're gonna get some more Cuba Libre. All right, we are back and we are nourished. And during the break, thank God we took it, um, Kyle and I were just kind of assessing, hey, how'd the first half of the gauntlet go? And I think we missed a story, Mike. So we need to pull the brakes, okay? That was that was, ter- me. That, was, that, was ter- that was me going in reverse. How about that this? I'll pull the reins. Can you do a horse <laughs> sound effect? Because those okay, are Okay, pull, pull the reins. Pull the I'm reins. Pulling the reins. <laughs> Right. That was better? not bad. It was still shitty. But regardless, have, <laughs> just keep drinking Just keep drinking your rum and coke. Um, we have to back up because when we did the ultimate mistakes and fuck-ups category, I got a little bit of the um, arrogant side of my friend, or I should say the confident side of my friend Kyle here. It was like, oh, I never fuck up. I can't think of any fuck-ups or mistakes I've ever done. <laughs> and then during the break, he mentions, oh, yeah, there was that one time I dropped a knife on a girl's head. And I go – Say, what the heck? And he goes, yeah, uh, you know, so I was, he goes, so I was peeing and I, and I was like, wait, you were peeing and you dropped the knife on the girl's side? He goes, no, 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 no. I was peeing during the break and I remembered I dropped a knife on a girl's side. And, and I was like, I'd like you to tell that story. So why don't yeah, we just back up quickly to question four and talk a little bit about that. So back to my arrogance. Uh, no, and I'm no, no, no. I'm fucking kidding. I always thought that I could carry more than what I should have. Don't we all? <laughs> and I was coming from. I was barbacking. That's the good barbacking, you baby. And I was coming from upstairs <laughs> with probably 12, 15 plates, no bus tub, and butter knives, uh, forks, whatever, on top of the plates, and then a picture of other silverware. And I come coming down the steps, and one slides off, and it goes through the railing, and it hits this chick, this Ooh, older lady. Up? Where were you on the stairs? Like almost You're midway at the top. point. Almost midway point. So this it, it so felt it's like a good another, 10 feet. It's still like another eight eight steps to like floor level. Oh my but, god! But so it came through the railing, and I'm like, oh man, like what am I gonna do? And then I hear her yell like, ow! <laughs> and then I'm like, oh shit! And I still have 15, 20 plates, and I got stuff stacked almost under my chin. So I run into, the, run into the back to drop all the dirty dishes off, and I, I get a bag of ice, and I come out, and I'm like 18 at this point, like just kind of trying to figure out how to fix this, I which up, I yeah. couldn't. So I bring out a bag of ice, and the general manager at the time, he's already talking to her. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, she – he's like, the little bus boy, he just ran away. The little bus boy. He didn't care about me. <laughs> he dropped a knife on my head. Like, so – and he's like, it's like, it's a six top. So there's at least six of them. And he's like, decent we're going yeah, to comp your check. We're going to do this, this. Nice. So I that's, mean, a, were, that's oh, not a lot to comp a check for. I would comp her meal, but so, <laughs> it was a knife that landed in her head. A sharp knife, a butter knife, but it's still 
Did it stick into her head? Did it like stick into her hair, dude? It didn't stick into her head. Oh, that would be cool. You know what? But, Fuck that lady. If you go out in Baltimore City, you got to be prepared to get knife. You know what right? they say? That's they have a, they, they the reasonable person standard in the law. You, a reasonable person would assume <laughs> if you eat dinner at a Fells Point bar, you might get knifed in the skull. But the server was, she was very upset with me. She was like, and at this point, you could add gratuity to checks. It was uh, 2012. So anything over five people, you got mm-hmm. that automatic yeah, 20%. So it was six people, and she's like, well, they tipped me 20 bucks instead of 120. And oh. she's like shitting on me, and she's like, well, I'm going to take some of that out of your tip. Oh. And I was like, well, whatever. You should have looked right at her. And you should have grabbed a do. butter knife. <laughs> yeah, you, you should have been like, here, stand at the bottom of the stairs, honey. <laughs> do you no. remember you went like, all right, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to drop a knife on you. Mm. What had. you honestly should have said is you should be thanking your lucky stars that you even got a che- uh, check, <laughs> uh, like a tip at all, with that check getting 100% comp. Because yeah. usually when a check gets comp, mm. those motherfuckers walking their asses right out the door, not tipping a dime. Oh, yeah. So the fact that she even got a 20 on that, it is is something else. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, but uh, I mean, well, I'm glad we rewound because that's a uh, hell of a story. I mean, and what are the odds? You know, <laughs> it could have bounced down the stairs. You could have slipped on it. It could. It could have been a steak knife. Yeah. Oh my god, it could have been a steak knife. <laughs> oh my just, god. Literally just ding right in her head and just sticks and well, wobbles well, there for also a second. She dies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Talk about manslaughter charges. Yeah, yeah. You know, but but you know, it's funny. Even if you were even if you were indicted on manslaughter charges, I guarantee that GM would expect you to be back there the next morning at nine a.m. for your bar bagging shift. I guarantee it. So I, I feel it. Yeah. Where are you? I'm in prison. I'm well, in prison. That's not show, a good Kyle. excuse, motherfucker. <laughs> I killed that lady yesterday. Yeah. Oh, we don't care. The blood's already been cleaned up. Let's move on. We got other people to serve, you know? Um, all right. Number six, ratchet and crazy customers. And we've expanded this category, Michael, to, to not just ratchet and crazy customers, but who else? Yeah, but also memorable customers. You know, somebody that really sticks out in your mind that, you know, they were for whatever reason, that they, you won't forget about them. They made an impact in some way, so. Um, not not too crazy. I met the owner of um, Joel. Like, owns, like Joel cigarettes? Like Joel, like Joel. Uh, the, fucking e-cigarettes, yeah. e-cigarettes yeah um so would you call them pussy stick <laughs> that's the first time i heard that one so i met him one day just bartending and he was cool as hell i talked to him for a while uh i waited on tucker justin tucker i waited on uh steve smith uh tom matt I don't know any. Guy. Who are, the, are these people? Sports the people. He's, the he's not. Okay. He's not Thank sports. So Justin Tucker's Ravens kicker. Steve Smith was a Ravens wide receiver. Uh, Tom Matt was a old school. He was the Colts running back yeah. and quarterback at the same time. Yes, yeah. he just passed. Rest in peace. Um, but he's coming to McFalls all the time. Um, you had to get some Orioles players up at McFalls. I, I waited on Mancini. I was gonna say doesn't Boot go there? Decent. I waited on. What was his name? He was the old Bears coach. Uh, Ditka? Tressman. Oh, Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman. Tressman. I waited on Yikes. him. Yikes. I hope um, he's spitting his coffee. Uh, he was so ROC was... then, so I wasn't yeah. too upset with him. What a son of a bitch that guy um, was. But <laughs> ruined my life. Uh, the Raven Center now. Um, what's his name? I should know there's Baba Boy. I can't think. You, uh, you so you've, you've gotten a ton, you got a ton of pro athletes over your career. Yeah. Well... 
to a certain extent. I waited on uh, I am a Dejo Femi. Yeah, who won a Super Bowl in 2000 with the Ravens. He showed me his ring, which is pretty cool. That's pretty sweet. Now, uh, now my question is, how did all these people tip? For the most part, pretty good. Top. I, I would I fucking wanna, hope so. I don't want to talk bad on Tom Matt. I'll do one. I'll Tom do Matt. It. Let me let me he's help. A little you bit out. older. He's well. He's, he's from a different like time. 90s, he's from a so, different time, right? But other than that, they all tipped all right. Let me let me just uh, while we're on the topic of Ravens players, um, I've waited on a fair share of Ravens players myself. I mean, you know, I used to work at uh, Ocean Pride Big Crab mm-hmm. House. Ton of Ravens <laughs> and Orioles players that would come in there. Um, I've worked at a lot of downtown bars and you look, this is a small city, you know, we call it small tomorrow for a reason. If you're a celebrity, a pro athlete in this town, you see people all the time. I mean, I remember bar back and seeing Cal, um, you know, after his playing days in a lot of the bars and fells, but Cal Naughton, Cal Naughton Jr. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> Cal, Cal Ripken, Cal Ripken, but Cal Ripken. the Iron Man. Um, no, but the reason the reason I, I kind of feel like I got to go in here is there's a famous Ravens wide receiver. Um, and I won't use his name explicitly on here for slander and libel purposes, but he happened to be part of the great Ravens, uh, 2012 championship run. He might've caught a, what a, what a team. He he might've caught a Hail Mary pass from Joe Flacco in Denver. Um, and he might've had kind of a big moment, but I will tell you this, I will tell you this. I have served him hundreds of times, hundreds of times. And every single time it's time to pay the bill, he can't seem to find his wallet. Oh, really? can't figure out where my card went. Oh, where's my phone? I usually pay Apple Pay. Oh, my buddy was supposed to pay for it. Oh, you already didn't get paid from those other people? It's always a magical, the money's gone situation and i'm sitting there looking at him and like man i saw you on tv i need a six foot sub while you were returning kickoffs what are we doing here you have a 43 dollar tab for three drinks and some food and i need you to just pay it i don't even care if you tip but you got to find the cash for me it constantly constantly with with this shit so that's where i'm gonna leave it and See, I wonder. I wonder if I ever waited on like any like you know sports superstars and was just completely oblivious. To it. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, that guy's just a fucking shitty tipper. Fuck him, man. Yeah. Mike, 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 Mike's waiting on. Uh, oh yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Kyle's over here googling this individual just to confirm, and it has been confirmed. Uh, Mike probably with his lack of sports ball knowledge just waited on like Michael Jordan. Sports ball. And, 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 no, yeah, I would. No I'd know. I'd know Michael Jordan. I watched sure? Space Jam. Sure. <laughs> yes. I know jam. Bugs Bunny too, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mike, team up for number seven, which is uh Numbers. this is a good category because I want to do this to you tonight. Uh oh. We're not talking about sex stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's hey, save it for the OnlyFans, all right? <laughs> shit, help me out, man. I'm sorry. I don't have my shit with me. All right. Jesus Christ. Number seven. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. It's it's you remember this is the category where I love finding out what people are made of when the kitchen starts oh, yeah. smoking. Fights, arrests, and fires. And, and Steve's particularly fires. I love, Steve loves a good I fire love story. A kitchen fire, man. You find out who's who, you know, who's got a spine and who doesn't. That's why I like it. Same with fights. So I know you've, I know you like to tussle, you know, what mix it up when somebody comes at your people, not starting it, but finishing it. Um, to be honest, I've been in two fights in my whole life. No, but you had and to none see of them. You had to see some down at, at there down was, the there was one night where it's my current roommate. Now me and him 
I was the bartender. He was the bar back. And some guy he was just running his mouth. And I asked him to leave. I told him he was done. And I was standing by him at the front. And if, if you're familiar with Cooper's, it's two, two big steps to get in. So right. he's like has his back towards the outside, steps out to the cobblestones. And Matt, Matt comes and he backs me up and he was like, "Dude, you got to go." Kyle, he asked you to leave and you're not leaving. And the guy was like, "Well, why don't you fucking make me?" And Matt just shoves him and then boom, boom, hits his head right into the cobblestones. Oh, right into the cobblestone, hits his head. He gets up. And then nothing really happens. And then the well, guy that, leaves. Well, that, that is... You take a cobblestone to the new one. I mean, there's yeah, not, that's there's dangerous, not a lot. No, you know what? It's not a fight this in the after that. same guy who was all pissed off. And I think it was Halloween. And you got these three guys walking down the street. And they're dressed almost like... I don't want to say dumb and dumber because it's only two. Yeah. But they had like these <laughs> the three stooges. And he gets up and he clean clocks one of them. Just a random guy? Just it was three of them. He's probably confused. He, was, he got pushed out of the bar, and, and then he, he clocks a and different he just random steps person. Up and just clean clocks one of these guys, and they got long hair. They're like skater boys, what? and then I came from Johnny Red, and he and they look at him, and they're like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And the one jumps on him and hits him right in the face, and they all just start kicking the shit out of him. Like, <laughs> so let me get let me get this straight. This asshole's being a pill at the bar. You guys can't like he's literally push push him out. He hits it. He, he's mad. He gets up. He's like, "Oh, well, I gotta hit something." So he just punches some random guy, and then he gets the shit kicked out of him. Yes, That's correct. fucking it was, awesome. It was pretty awesome, to be honest. Like me and Matt at that point, like the bar was kind of empty, and we're just sitting there and we watch him just clean clock this guy. Like he just gets up, and they're looking at him, and he just punches the guy right in the face. Jesus then they're Christ. like, all right, fuck this guy. Yeah. And it's the mm. three of them. They just start pummeling him, like kicking him in his sides. And You know you know that old cliche about, <laughs> uh, hey, if we fight, there's going to be two hits, me hitting you and you hitting the floor? Well, yeah. when you fight in Fell's Point, uh, the adage is there's going to be 100 hits, me hitting <laughs> you and you bouncing off the cobblestones, just like a yeah. fucking ping pong ball after that. So And then apparently hitting somebody else and then getting hit many yeah, times. Yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty what awesome. What a fucking jackass, like, man. He got up and he was so out of it, and then he just saw someone and boom, swung See, on him. Yeah, that's that. That's that ridiculous, like fucking, like toxic kids, masculine having, pride bubbling yeah. up. Like, oh, I'm gonna redeem myself. Yeah. <laughs> These kids are having a great asshole. night. They're just leaving the bar. Yeah, like just cruising down. All right, we got to the point, or we're going here, and then one of them gets clocked. They're like, all right, well, you drunk, you drunk ass. That's a sucker punch, man. Like, not <laughs> yeah. even like the guy that you were pissing off. You a different no fight is <laughs> yeah, right. You don't even know why he's upset, and he just comes up out of nowhere. Is that even an uppercut? That's a different type of uppercut. Well, you he's have coming, no idea why this guy's coming on the ground. from the earth like a rocket. You know what I mean? And then he just hits you, and that's crazy. You know, it's funny. You, 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 beat brought, up. you brought it up that it was Halloween weekend during that story, and we just had Halloween weekend pass. I heard about a crazy fight through the grapevine. Um, uh, a friend of a friend working at a bar uh, over Halloween weekend just a couple weeks back. Everybody's obviously dressed up. There is an altercation similar to this, right? You know, somebody's acting like a dick to the bartender. They say, hey, it's time to go. Um, and, and they start moving this guy toward the door. And this guy, unbeknownst to the bartender and the bouncers who are pushing this guy out the door, this guy has a group of friends with him. Okay, so they get him to the door. They're having words. It hasn't really gotten physical. And and they finally are, they're just like, all right, you got to go, man. So the guy 
does one of the fake Aruskis where he's like, all right, I'm going, and turns to walk out the door. And the second the bartender and the bouncer turn their back, the guy comes running right back in, right? And 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 they like realize this and they start to like jump on him and fight him. So it's a oh here's the train coming by. Yeah, you can hear it. There. For all y'all <laughs> out there that still got your captain and cokes, raise one in the air. This is an old train. <laughs> all right. We don't just call this the drink along podcast for a reason. You know? I need a fucking studio, man. <laughs> we really do. We really do. Um, no, but this guy comes running back in. The bouncer and the bartender start kind of like grabbing him. And it's not really, punches aren't really being thrown, but they're like grappling. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, like a like a Missouri train coming through Kansas, <laughs> this guy's friends come running over. Every last one of his friends is dressed up as an old person. They're all dressed nice. up as like old men. <laughs> and they all have canes. And they start, <laughs> his friends start attacking the bartender and the bouncer with their canes, okay? Oh, They're beating them now with their canes, and then a full brawl take, like breaks out. The bartenders are now jumping on these what look like old men, <laughs> you know? The ba- all the bouncers are getting called from other sides of the restaurant and getting involved. And long story short, uh, a couple of ba- bartenders wake up the next day with, uh, you know, sore knuckles, and the main bartender who's involved with it had six staples in his head oh, from, oh, a, from an elderly man's cane wound so Jesus yeah Christ. i mean sometimes sometimes he's you know you hope they can just walk away but you're right it's that toxic male masculinity it's that pride people can't give up that uh that takes it from a simple you know simple dispute to a fucking brawl to a ballyhoo you know a little skullduggery but mm-hmm. um all right I'm not gonna throw it to you again, Mike, because obviously you don't got your sheet. I know this one. I know Do this you? one. Number eight. Yeah. Sex stories. Ah, oh, there you are. There's my co-host. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> this is such a fucked up thing. Yeah. Do the you want to elaborate in the background? Do you want to elaborate? Yeah, I got, I got a perfect one. That's fine. All right, I don't have to fucking elaborate. Right, He's fine. teed up. He's go ready on. to go. Yeah. What What more do I need to say than sex stories? Come on, man. No. So, um, <laughs> should we wait until the fucking train just, passes at least? Go, baby. So, <laughs> This wasn't, I'm thinking it was Halloween, but I don't think, I don't know if it was. But I'm working at the downstairs bar. My buddy, I'll leave him nameless. He's at the upstairs bar. And he goes upstairs. It was like a stupid weekend. It might have been Fells Point Festival or something. But everyone was pretty fucked up this night. So he goes upstairs to get a manager to figure out what's going on. And... There's two chicks up there, and they're in the main office with the safe, with all the back office computers, with all the reports, everything that's in there, and they're eating each other out. Whoa. Oh, my like, God. She's pulling down her pants, and she's Whoa. eating her out. And like, and what were they dressed as? <laughs> I don't even remember. But this specific spot, we had cats to try to – Get rid of the get rid of the rats. <laughs> we had we cats had, to get rid of the rats. Had, like, Wait, we had two, we had one cat in each of the buildings. You had pussy like, cats. Yes, yeah, so you had pussy cats to actual, deal with the rats. Actual cats to try to hoard away sure. the rats and stuff, and we let them out as you do. But anyway, you can <laughs> like pussy in the pussy store. At, at, I can't even think like, of a good joke right on now. On the security cameras, you see like the one girl like loving it, just getting eaten out. And then you see the cat, and the cat's name is Billy. You see the cat, him just jump right over her face. And then you see the other bartender come up like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You guys should not be in here. 
It's the liquor room and then the main office. Yeah. And they just snuck up the stairwell, got in there. So and, they, they're not. So now so they, they had to get, now that the manager on duty had to go through wait, all. Wait, wait. So you're saying on video, yeah, on video, yeah. they're actually getting after it and it's being recorded and they don't know that they're being recorded. Yeah, they're laying on the main desk. But they're, they're in the office. Awesome. But they're in the office. How do you not know you're being recorded? They're laying office? on the main desk. I don't right. think they cared at that point. Uh, it's like enough, you said enough. before, Steve, so, they're opportunistic. But fair enough. Now, when what, we're counting money. Normally, they're laying there and they think that they got. Oh, we we found it. We got this little secret room. Yeah. And then <laughs> that same guy, who I'm not going to name, he walks up and he's like, "Whoa, ladies! So Bill- there's a lot of money and a lot of stuff in here. You need to wait with me until we watch all the film to make sure you didn't steal anything." Yeah. So they're putting their bras on they're putting their pennies back. Talk about really putting a damper on your orgasm. Am I right? I love you this. Know? This is great. So, what the bartender, when he walked up, we said, Whoa, 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 what he needed to say was, You need a hand? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. The question is, um, how involved did Billy the cat get? Was it. He just jumped over. He jumped over. Well, and also, so all the receipts that are in there, right? Were they were they for like the last five years? Yeah. So were they hard to read after they got that wet or? <laughs> well, they were on the desk. The receipts were Steve liked in. That one. in Steve boxes. Liked that one. <laughs> I am not laughing at that. I'm not laughing at that. Yeah, that's <laughs> really. I mean, if, if she was doing it right, it was going to get wet. I mean, come on, man. I, I don't even. Think I, okay. they, I don't think they were together. How, I think how, it was just a crazy lesbian listen, hookup. So not, I, I have not, another. I have a question. Well, I have to know you because go, I'm, a, I'm I a shallow. You go. I'm a shallow piece of shit. But were were they hot? <laughs> were they, were they good looking were ladies? Were they hot? The, the the quality of the cameras was so shitty. Oh, I couldn't even tell you. Come on. They come were, on, man. They were skinnier. You know. <laughs> You know, like, also, like, you know when the, when the cameras when the cameras fuzzy, it's more about you know we talk about theater of the you mind. Can't on tell here. how good when the cam- Yeah, but then it's all up to the imagination. Really, exactly, your yeah. imagination is a powerful thing. So only just, only Billy the cat will ever know. Well, yeah, yeah and, and so that and brings seriously. me to my question: How old was Billy the cat at the time? Oh, they're probably six. Yeah, that's not appropriate for a cat of that age. You know what I mean? Like there's. <laughs> You know, it's just not right. I mean, this is a young man. He's not, he can't be exposed to this kind of explicit content. You bullshit. Six years for a cat. I mean, you're middle-aged at yeah, that point. I'm just, I'm just, worried. I'm like just worried. I'm worried that Billy then went down a deep, like, porn hole after this. Like, you know, that it's just totally <laughs> rocked his world. No, he's just pissed off because they weren't petting him. <laughs> yeah. When's my turn, bitch? Come on, let's go. You're petting the wrong pussy. I've been killing rats all Billy, night. Billy, I need some loving. Billy the cat takes a cigarette out of his mouth. Come on, honey, you're petting the wrong pussy. Get over here and show Billy the cat some love. <laughs> Choke Billy the cat? Okay, well, Jesus fucking Christ. Come on, burn that's me with awesome. cigarettes. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Oh, my God. All right, number Those nine. wonderful ladies. Bar hazing pranks and games. <laughs> this is my. This is our favorite category. I don't know. Um, After that so story, I might have about, to change. This is about killing time. A couple. This is about killing time. When you're uh, so when I started, I'm like on my second, third shift. This guy uh, chucked oysters outside on Sunday. Who I'm still <coughs> great friends with him. Call him Oyster Matt. Not a euphemism. Oyster, <laughs> Oyster Matt. No, he's one of my good buddies. Which, which I don't – Kyle, can I interrupt you really quick? Because – this is something that they're so like given a blowjob, like there's all these names for it. When, when a girl goes down to a guy, you know, getting a blowjob, a hummer, all that kind of shit. There's not enough um, phrases for like going down on a lady. Right. 
e- eating out. Like that's pretty much how it goes. Going yeah. down, eating out. That's about, that's about <laughs> Slur- all it is. Oh, Slurpee need- Pearl. Don't forget about Slur- Slurpee okay. Pearl. Yo, or like, see, I think Shuck and Oysters or Land uh, Land Carpet. I, like, I think we need to expand the vocabulary yeah. when it comes to that. Kissing butterflies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. I'm <laughs> making stuff up here. God, fucking saggy pink butt butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, anyway, bring your mind out of the gutter. Let's move on to question okay. nine. All right. All right. I'm Bar sorry. hazing pranks and games. Jesus fucking Christ. Are you drunk? No. Okay. All right. So yeah. I've been drinking virgin, you know, uh, rum and cokes all Bullshit. night. Bullshit. Bullshit. So for for mine, I got hazed once. They asked me. Um, it was my first day, second day working at a bar. And he says, hey, man, you got to go downstairs and change the water. Change the water? <laughs> so I went down to the soda machines, and I'm like, look at it for like 15 minutes. like, Because I didn't like to come up and say I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, right. And You're I came up like, dude, I don't. That's like, the worst part. Hold on. Let's not, Let's pause. I hate to keep interrupting <laughs> your stories. But you just hit on something that we. I feel like we've been trying to say on the pod, and we never have. The reason bar hazing works is because when you're new at a bar, you don't yeah. want to do a bad job. You don't <laughs> want to get fired. You want to get more shifts. You want to make money. You want them to not think that you're an idiot. So you're like, <laughs> they, they've made it so convincing. I, I got to change yeah. the water. There has to be a way to change the water. I can't be the one idiot that can't figure out how to change the water. Instead, <laughs> countless 16-year-old barbacks down here to change the water, and every last one of them has gotten it right. And I'm not going to be the asshole that comes up and ask how to change the water. That's very, very <laughs> and true. That's, yeah. why, that's why it works, man. So I didn't figure it out, <sighs> and they all laughed at me. But then I took the torch myself, and whenever we would have a new bar back, we would have – there was, like, one ice – two ice bins behind the bar. One was, like, probably, like, four, like, big-ass buckets worth. The other one was two, and the other one was two. But we had one of those, I guess, I don't know the name, Ice Cool. They're, like – probably like two or three feet tall and they can hang on ice bins. And we had another one, which was probably like six inches tall and like 10 inches wide. So I'm like, Hey man, you got to fill all the ice with that one. The really small. One. <laughs> so he's on bucket like number 10 or 12. And he's like, dude, this is going to take me all morning. <laughs> <laughs> You got to come in early. And I start so, laughing, yeah. and I'm like, all right, I can't be this mean. Hey, man, use that bucket. And he's serious. <laughs> See, I, I love this category, too, because for anybody who is an aspiring bartender who maybe isn't in the service industry, like, this, is, you get, you, you've got a leg up right oh, here. Oh, we you know are helping I mean? you. You have no idea. Exactly. You know the bullshit. And yeah. if you can play along with it and give that shit right back to them, like, you're going to go far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, and for those people that are maybe newly minted bartenders, right, mm-hmm. that are ready to haze that next group of bartenders. Yeah, we're giving you ammunition. We're giving you the roadmap, baby. <laughs> Put them through all of them day after day. Break them like a horse. That's actually really how you find a good service industry they employee. They can take it. Yeah, honest mm-hmm. to God, you you know like um beer Olympics that we, we used to be really popular when yeah. we were in college, like the the big dress. Yeah, the big drinking beer Olympic events. I think it would be really fun if one time a year a bar did bar hazing weekend or bar hazing night, and everybody had to go through like 
like uh, the part. Now it's unspoken, right? It had to be somewhat unwritten, but like mm-hmm. you you set up a, a series of different bar hazing tests and you put everybody through it, like a like almost like it's a, like rush. It's like rush for a fraternity, yes, but cooler. Yes, and yes. nobody gets alcohol poisoning. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well. It's a bar, so probably at some point. Yeah, that's the point, though. They know what they're fucking doing. Everything that they're going to have you be doing, you're not drinking alcohol. You're doing a bunch of other bullshit. Yeah, fair enough. Everybody else who's who's hazing you is drinking. So give the people an idea of how small the original bucket was. Are we talking like this the size of like a I mean, they could probably fit like 75 cubes. (laughs) (laughs) He has a number ready to go, like 75 cubes. It's like a colony. It's probably like this big. Yeah. It wasn't like... That's great. Any big, it was like a, it was like one of those jars you would get like mozzarella cheese in, or yeah, like, yeah, like a like a cooking colander, right? That they put on a cooking, not colander. like huge, but it, but then the other bucket you could probably fit twelve of those. Yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. like one twelfth of what you should be using. Yeah, that's there great. are that's so many. One. There are so many psychological experiments that show that like somebody when they're told to do something by an authority figure, they just it's fascinating. Well, the Nazi it really is the, fascinating. Well, yeah, the Nazi Another experience. Good one, I've uh, heard experiments and go get a bucket of steam. From the next bar. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that was the next that bar. was, and then the next bar. I've heard that. Like, Wait. and then and then so they get a bucket of steam. Oh, and they know. You ready for huh? this one? This is one of my favorite <laughs> ones that we ever told on this pod, and I'm gonna regurgitate it here, but I gotta share it with you. We had a bartender on who, um, she actually was at the horse for. Do you know Sydney Horseman? Do you know Sydney? Okay, she was at. Uh, I I didn't know because you guys were in the same district at the same time for a while, so she was at the horse forever. And, uh, but she worked out in San Diego and apparently the big thing in San Diego is these scavenger hunt pranks where like you'll get hired mm-hmm. at a bar and they'll say, um, there's the Guinness key. There's one piece of restaurant equipment and we, every bar in San Diego shares it. Like every bar in Pacific Beach shares this piece of equipment. So it was the, it was the Guinness key, the Guinness key, the cake for the Guinness. Right. Right. So it, the, the tap for the Guinness is like a special tap and we, there's only one it's of them. European. Right, there's only one of them. So they, <laughs> exactly, that's why it worked, right? So they would convince, it's from Ireland, they, would they convince, just do things differently. They would convince these new barbacks, hey, go to the bar next door and get the Guinness the Guinness key because that's the only one we have and we got to unlock our Guinness. And so then they'd go next door and then they'd call that bar and they'd be like, hey, somebody's coming yeah. to the Guinness key. And the same like, thing with the fucking oh, steam. It's not here. We passed it down to the bar next door and you'd be mm, running around yeah. some beach. It's funny because these, these bar hazing things, well, uh, they make – the the restaurant business wildly inefficient. It does build team morale like nothing <laughs> else, does. man. Because it the other does. twenty motherfuckers that are back at the restaurant. Yeah. Oh man. Well you're, that's what I'm saying. You're turning the their day around. Smooth. You're never gonna get better service than the twenty minutes after they just <laughs> fucked with somebody. There's a smile on their face. That's what I'm saying with the bucket of steam supposedly. Oh that, that's great. They did that up at Bel Air. And you have yeah. like loonies and bowlings and like you have one oh, of those and, bars, everybody and, I, and they're yeah. like, oh well we ran out of steam. They'll get, they'll get you the steam, and like yeah, yeah. you don't even have to call them. They just know the second buck, somebody comes up with steam. Yeah. Okay, all right. Here's a new idiot at that bar. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And it just keeps going. It's a right <laughs> of passage. You gotta love no, it. You it's that, it. and that that's that's an old prank. I mean, my dad in fucking shop class. If somebody cut a board short, they'd send him for the board stretcher. <laughs> it's an it's an old one, man. Yeah, no, that's I get it. it. It's, it's funny weird. though. I got a kick. It's out of fucking it. hilarious. I never yeah. heard it. <laughs> the, oh, I love the bucket of steam too is is the best <laughs> because like. If you like think for just two seconds, like how do you how do you get a bucket of steam, yeah. man? Like even if you're you're like six bars away, how are you gonna even if you got the bucket of steam, 
how are you gonna bring it back, man? <laughs> like, yeah. They didn't even give you a lid. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. All right. That's funny. Well, you have come <laughs> to the final question of the gauntlet, my friend. I'm very proud of you. You have killed, uh, told some killer stories tonight. Number ten, firing and quitting stories. We affectionately call this category getting eighty six. That's Sorry. right. Getting eighty six. <laughs> Never. No, not you particularly. I mean, you're a model uh, employee. No, I quit. It falls. In a blaze of glory. Yep. Gave him a month. Cooper. Well, that's not a blaze of glory if you give him a month. Oh, dude. well, oh yeah. Well, no, I gave him a month, and then uh, no, I don't. What about somebody else going out in, in wild fashion? Can you? Yeah, or somebody getting fucking canned yeah, in a you spectacular ever, you way. Ever remember like like seeing somebody or even hearing through the grapevine about somebody? Like maybe it was those two girls. Uh, I've seen some messed people up all the checks get fired for getting drunk behind the shift when they necessarily weren't supposed to. But How drunk are we talking? It was about? never that night. It was always later, right? But that's how. I hate to rattle bars. That's how bars are. Yeah, it they goes use you. Grapevine. They use you until, until they're ready. Yeah, until they. So don't like, need say you, you do something fucked up. They're like, we're gonna fire them, but we don't have coverage for mm. Tuesday, Wednesday, or Friday. So we'll let them work, <laughs> and then we'll fire them Friday night when they're done. Yeah, when we <laughs> have coverage go. for the rest of them. Yeah, and I, I saw noticed it. that, and I don't like that because I'd be pissed if it were me. Like, oh, I just worked my last shift, and I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. You're, getting u- you're getting used at that point. Yeah. So Steve and I were talking about this, and, you know, because obviously these 10 questions, not every bartender is going to have an answer for every single one. So what we want to do whenever we don't, you know, necessarily have a particular story queued up is we want to ask you a different question. And okay. Steve, would you, since, since, you're, since you're there, would you like to pose the question to him? Uh, if I could remember it, I would ask him. Come on, man. Ranch or blue cheese, man? Uh, yeah. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a little off my game today. So, when we the the rule now, moving from guests, yeah. everybody listening, moving forward, if a guest does not have an answer for a question, we will be asking them ranch or blue cheese. So, depends on what. What are you talking about? Okay, well, about? no, 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 no. I, I don't disagree with you, Kyle. I, I, I agree. All right, continue. No, that's valid. It really okay, comes... Yeah. It really comes down to fucking wings. Blue yeah. cheese all day. Yeah, okay. That's Thanks. right. That's Thanks. right, baby. All right. Again, I don't judge he ranch lovers, like... but these in, these tweeners, I have a problem with the tweeners. <laughs> tweeners. No, if someone offers me a slice of pizza and they say, do you want some ranch, I'll take some ranch. Sure. But yeah, absolutely. I'm not a big blue cheese on pizza guy. Kyle, you know. No, me neither. I'll never get blue cheese for pizza. Give me a fucking break. Kyle, ranch, but blue cheese all day on wings. Kyle, you Well, and see, me. that's the thing. You are you're a model blue cheese lover because yeah. <laughs> you like you fucking like ranch like blue like real blue cheese lovers have nothing against ranch correct and you know but yeah. but when it comes to fucking wings there's only one acceptable answer blue and that's fucking blue cheese yeah. yeah blue cheese all day all fucking week all month well i like life. i like blue cheese on a lot of shit like 100%. burgers oh my god Elvis. oh yeah love it oh. yeah blue uh, like a tornado snake uh tornado tornado steak with blue cheese and, and yeah. onions and shit what's a tornado a steak I don't know. I had it when I was like a kid. I can't remember. Oh, is that like a Kansas thing? Um, (laughs) I don't know. Outback Steakhouse. They used to do a uh, blue cheese and And, crusted steak. Yeah, and and onion steak. So good. Look, Kyle, you know me. You've known me for a long time. I'm a reasonable individual, okay? I like ranch. I have no vendetta against it. I'll dip my baby carrots in in ranch all till the cows (laughs) come home. I got no problem with ranch. 
Um, my issue are these judgmental motherfuckers that don't allow us to eat our blue cheese in peace. <laughs> in peace. Ooh, blue, you know? <laughs> That's yes. They oh, it's stinky. It's moldy. You're right. All oh, cheese is moldy. I don't want to hear it from you. All right. You're eating your pizza. That has mold on it too. All right. <laughs> Shut up and eat your ranch. I'm sick of it. Blue cheese and wings. I'm blue yeah. cheese all day. That's where you got to go. Now what's what's going to be really awkward is this is going to happen one episode where one of our guests doesn't have uh, an answer queued up and we're going to be like blue cheese or ranch wings and they're going to be like oh yeah ranch fuck blue cheese and like I feel and, I feel like we just have say, to end the, no no that's when, yeah we that, have to no that's when I'm going to actually lose the recording again that's when I'm just <laughs> yeah, going right. to oh uh, just, oops just oops, dead I air know, I don't know what happened I can't find the recording oops <laughs> that's how that's going to go promise you that and I'm going to be like alright get out of my house. Get out of my house. Get out um, of my house. Never <laughs> want to see you again. Get out of the pool room studios. You don't deserve the Berwick Mansion. <laughs> no, uh, but good answer, my friend. And well done by you. Let's give you just a quick golf clap. Yeah. It was a beautiful job. Way to get through the gauntlet. You you did it with, I think, a lot of class. And frankly, unlike some people that, that couldn't quite uh, – you know, we've had all different types of personalities on here. Some people can't quite stay on task. I'm definitely one of those people that goes down a lot of tangents and rabbit holes. It felt like you were slashing through a jungle with a machete, dude. You were just cutting down questions. Like right. You were dropping knives on ladies' heads, and it was just – it was amazing. It was incredible. So, that brings us to our, that brings us to our wrap-up here. We call it the cleanup. Um, affectionately, I like to call it How's Our Driving? Because we want to get better at this. Mike and I are not professionals. We love the podcast game. We love this podcast and our audience. And we want to get better at bringing good content to the people. So what we always like to ask our guests is for your personal review of the show or any recommendations, anything, food, drink, restaurants, um, things that you we know, can just- Questions. recommendations about about the uh the, the bar industry the service industry like some of our guests have come on and they've they've had some good recommendations about going out to the bars and being a part of that experience yeah what questions we might have missed yeah uh i mean nothing really crazy i thought it was all pretty to the point and it wasn't a lot of bullshit but i mean well that's the first on, that's the first on that huh? <laughs> depending on like where where they are you give some some recommendation recommendations on where to go. Where do you not. like? Mm-hmm. Well, give the people if they're in Baltimore. Like, I mean, if you, you know Baltimore. You know Baltimore is better, um, as good as anybody. Food wise, I love Lived Grill. Okay, Lived Grill food. They're awesome. Jimmy, I'll second that. Jimmy Seafood. Fuck yes, Jimmy Seafood. I know Fuck that's yeah. just like everyone. Jimmy Seafood, Jimmy Food, but it is. There's a reason it, it everybody goes. Like, there's a reason. I've been goes. to Jimmy Seafood probably ten times. Every time I've been there, it's been great. What about is there a go is there a go to dish you have at Jimmy's? It depends. I got a chicken Chesapeake last time. Yeah, where and they it was good. It, where they do the but they, they also the they have a Chesapeake. crispy chicken sandwich. If you want to spend fifteen bucks on a sandwich with fries, now what the like fuck, a, Kyle? You, you're telling me about Jimmy Seafood and you're talking to me about a chicken fucking no, sandwich. No, it is man. yeah with crab meat. No, hold on. <laughs> okay, okay. Crab He's crab looking at me right now. He's he like, shut know. the fuck up. He doesn't know. You motherfucker from, from, yeah, from Kansas. He's from Kansas. He has crab dip and so crab the, meat. Or so the chicken. Whatever. Okay, okay. So I, out, I apologize. I apologize. For people out there who are not from Baltimore, we live on crab here. Okay, that's that. I mean, you know, obviously the the number one thing that Baltimore exports as far as food is oysters, but what we are known for is crabs. Yeah. You know, steam crabs, crab cakes, any way you can get it. And the and one of the best dishes that, honest to God, I don't think we tell enough tourists about, like a lot, enough people who are not from Baltimore, is the chicken Chesapeake. 
It's a filet of chicken. It's generally seasoned like salt, pepper, maybe like a little thyme, garlic. And they cut it open and they stuff the inside of the chicken crab with meat. lump, lump crab. crab meat yeah. or, or crab imperial or like a white wine cream sauce and crab. Yeah, and then they bake awesome. all of that together. And it, okay. dude, it and sometimes it's served over pasta. Sometimes it's served... You know, just with well, like also, baked potato get, sides, crab dip. fucking incredible. And crab dip doesn't really do it justice too much because most of the time the crab dip doesn't have huge. It's a, it's I'm a lot of cheese. I'm glad you brought that up. It's it's nine cream t- cheese. It's cheddar cheese. Yeah. It's nine it's times a lot out of ten cheese. And there's not. I mean, it's got old bay. It gives yeah. you the crab flavor, but it's not. Nine times out of ten, crab dip is garbage. I have a huge vendetta against crab dip. There are like. Maybe five places in Maryland that do crab dip well. But you know what is good? It needs to have crab. You know what is good? If you can find a restaurant that does crab imperial well. Yes. Crab imperial is what crab dip is supposed to be. It's back fin. It's jumbo lump. Well, it has Jimmy's, the imperial. And Jimmy. Pappas. I think it's Jimmy's, Pappas, and it's Ocean Fry. And, 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 and um, uh, Costas does go well. Probably Costas and probably Mama's on the Half. Those, those are the five. Those are the five that I would say. I'll put them like that imperial, uh, that crab imperial that they make. I'll put that up against any crab dip in the world. Well, don't get me wrong, because I love crab dip, but it's just not it's, made it's right. It's just a lot of cream cheese. It's, and, it's, it's yeah. cream cheese and, and old bay, unfortunately. And it's people trying to cut corners, right? They're trying to get their margins up, so they skimp on the crab meat. If your grandma makes crab dip, if you hear about somebody's grandma, eat that crab dip. <laughs> yeah, that shit's gonna be fun. <laughs> but nine times out of ten, the crab dip's not good. But uh, Dude, you guys are you guys are getting me hungry because I'm gonna be in Baltimore in like ten days. I'm gonna right, go on one more. I can't. There's. I'm gonna go on one more. All time. right, I'm down. I, I want that Chesapeake chicken I, right there. That sounds great. How about, how about the pretzel shop in Canton Square? Have you ever had the crab pretzel from that pretzel shop? I get the because um, that that I get the is the dog from there. Oh. Yes, but that's the best crab pretzel in Baltimore because they Never lump, had it. dude. They they it's jumbo lump on that bad boy. It's good. It's legit. So that place is cool. Junk food. I always want to call them Stuggies. It's not Stuggies. I can never Stuggies remember. Stuggies Point. Stuggies Spells Point. Point. I can never remember what the other one is. All right, so that's that's a good recommendation. That's good, Mike. You want to take us home? This is our final question of the night, Michael. Take us home, baby. Um, final question here. Why do you still do this? Which you don't. You're not in the industry, but AKA, why do you fucking hate yourself? <laughs> what is it that draws you to this business? Um, well, before it was the money. It was always the money. Yep. But I got some other stuff going on the side, and I got pretty fed up where I was like, I'm sick of waiting on fucking assholes. I'm out. You're so out. So I need some time off. I went to Europe for two and a half, three weeks, and I really haven't gone back. And I might in the future, but well, that's the follow-up. We'll Do you ever think? Now, you'd get- now, here's what I have to ask: Did did your bar experience pay for your trip to Europe? Did my bar pay for my trip to Europe? Not yeah. them personally, just meaning like the money you earned there. Fuck yeah, right? Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is yeah. a good. I'm glad you brought that up because this is a good uh, point for anybody that next time somebody says. Is this all you do? Yeah, this is all I do. And guess what? I just went to Italy, you son of a bitch. You ever been to the Amalfi <laughs> yeah. Coast? Guess what? Your tips are taking me there. So <laughs> Exactly, yeah. You know, and oh, I work yeah. at an Applebee's. <laughs> it's an but, industry that c- continually brings you back in, but at the same time, it can pay for you to get the fuck out of it, too. Yeah. Do you do you ever feel like you have that, that itch that you that 
maybe not now, and maybe it gets it grows over time that you'd ever get drawn back in. Can you see yourself doing it again? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one night a week at a spot that I loved. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Right yeah, now. Absolutely. I'm loving it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's good, man. It's nice to see you rested and not, you know, work until three in the morning. But all right. Last question, Mike. I know you know this one. So despite the it. fact you haven't had your pad up all night, I'm going <laughs> to let you take us home. All right. Sex stories. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Son of a bitch. All right. So, so Kyle, if you, if you owned a bar, if you opened up a bar, what would you call it? Or what would the theme of your bar be? Oh, that's tough. It is. To be honest, I never even thought about it. Never even considered opening a place. Now, I have thought about opening up my own spot, but I don't know. I would have to really sit down and think about what theme I was going at. And I, I feel like there would it would it would have to include sports. I mean, 100%. you've got a Ravens shirt on right now. 100%. I'm a diehard Ravens fan. Yeah, I mean, Kyle, I love golf. Kyle, Kyle, um, Kyle loves the action. I mean, sports, he, you know, he loves the sports action. So. Sports? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, to be honest. I, I, I got the name you'd have for a you. Special, you'd have a special on Roman Cokes. Once a week. Well, I got the name for you. <laughs> Bombs would be cheap. Rumplemans would be cheap. You got the name loaded up in the chamber, baby. Swindells is the name <laughs> of all that. Swindells that is somewhere. Yeah. Where are you going to drink tonight, Swindells? Like, that is yeah. that is a fantastic <laughs> single name bar. Not the Swindells. Not like Swindells House. Nothing. Just Swindells. Well, and see, you, you got yeah. the, you it's got got the noobs L. coming up. He's got that got, double L at the end. Oh, dude, it's perfect. You, you got the noobs coming up who've never been there. And they're like, what, Swindles? And the guy's outside smoking cigarettes. Yeah. It's fucking Swindles, you fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking I about? I that throughout, throughout grade school. Yeah. Swindle. Yeah. Yeah. Swindle. Yeah, you're you right. don't seem very trustworthy. Well, why yeah. don't you sit down and have a beer and we'll talk about it? Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. It would be Swindles. Yeah, man. Dude, I just feel like that's ready made for you. Whatever the theme would be. I'll tell you what. Um, I could see you with like a Bo Brooks type type of joint, you know, has that kind of like very classic Baltimore on the water feel. I'm going there to watch my sports on Sunday. Rats running around. Man, this has been, this has been a classic. I, I'll tell you, I, the reason I was never going to stop badgering you until you came on here is because, and, and I'm going to get a little bit cheesy with this, but I think it's important there are some people that just embody the city that they're from. We've had a lot of bartenders on this pod. Um, you know, we, we we had Trent on. He's not mm-hmm. from New Orleans, but he brought us the flavor of New Orleans. Absolutely. We had, we had Sydney on. She's not from San Diego, but she gave us a picture of what it's really like to work in PB. We've had other Baltimore bartenders on, but I got to be honest with you, a lot of the people that we've had on, even though their stories have been great, them th- – their personality, who they really are, they did not embody Baltimore. Kyle has always, since the day I met him, had this like, he's got the Baltimore accent. He's got the Baltimore look. He's Baltimore. got the love for the city and the sports teams. And it's just there's something about him that like I've always felt like this guy embodies this city. Yeah. You know, he's got a, you know, a little bit of hard work, you know, no bullshit, not, no complaining, no excuses, just like this drive about him. And so – I, that's why I wanted to have you on here, man. Yeah. We, need, we needed well, to have you, you on to represent me. this town and Fells Point. And um, I loved it, man. I'm so yeah, happy man. you were on here. It was great. It was I had great. Fun. 
I hope you had a good Steve, stop. I did. Steve, why are you covering up the camera? What's going on over there? I'm getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, uh, honest to God, my glass is getting empty. We're going to shut it down here, people. Enjoy the rest of your Cuba Libres. It's been a ton of fun. Mike, uh, I think I hear the train coming again. Yeah, I'm going to go hop on it. Choo-choo! <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for listening along, we really hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, we release new episodes, you know, as much as we can. <laughs> a big shout out to our friends over at Trauma Parlor, whose song Fast One, you heard all throughout the show, including right now. Go check them out on Facebook and Spotify and fucking show them some love. Goddamn right, and if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BRP Drake Along. But now I gotta update this because Facebook is the no, BRP. Steve, you Drake don't need along. to update it. You're a fucking Twitter idiot. and Instagram Steve. is BRP Drake Along. <laughs> Steve, you, can you created you you created a profile and not a page. So hopefully it'll be BRP Drink Along again. <laughs> you know what? That would be great, but Facebook is cunty. Okay? I'm just gonna come out and say You're that. a cunt. You're they, a fucking cunt. <laughs> they won't take our money to promote the pod. And I, I That's because you no, created no, a fucking I profile. I don't wanna hear it. I don't wanna hear it. I'm in I love email. you, Steve, Listen, but you're a fucking idiot. I'm in a, I'm in a, uh, in a uh, customer service battle with them, and I'm going you to keep it great. You can't go to customer service for Facebook. <laughs> Mark, right. Mark Zuckerberg and I are going to fight to the death of death on Meta. <laughs> wish. We are. Right, I'm now, we're, find... now we're definitely flagged. Now Dude, we're definitely flagged. I swear to God, I'm going to find his avatar, and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to cut his dick off. That's right. Um, <laughs> you can listen along on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and Spotify at the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review because we really need the personal validation. Goddamn right. What else are we fucking living on right now, people? Come on. Make <laughs> us feel special. Wrong. And if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, please subscribe to the Bartender Ramp Podcast on Patreon. VIPs are always going to have a seat at the fucking bar. You're going to get access to our bonus content, you'll have a chance to vote on new episode content, and you're going to receive a 10% discount on all of our wonderful merchandise. Prodigy DTG backslash bartender rant merch, merch, merch! Um, burr, burr, burr. I, I don't know what just happened there. I think I blacked out. Alright, if you want to be a big tipper, aka one of our bozels, Feel free to make a donation on PayPal under the Bartender Rent Podcast at gmail.com. You guys know that Mike and I do this because we love you, we love the service industry, and we love bringing you great content. But again, this is not our day job. If it hasn't been evident over the course of the last six months, we can barely put out an episode every week. It comes out at different days of the week. Mike's in Vegas. I'm getting shit on at work. We're trying, people. We're trying to get better at this, but we would love your support. Anything that you can do to support us, it will allow us to continue to bring you great stories and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along. Fucking drink along. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their National Helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along, but more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, Please reach out to the International Helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. 
And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you, if you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, we're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast and we want you to stick around and Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you and we'll see you on the next episode. Oh, look, Hor- awesome. look, Horn Hunter just pulled up. That son of a bitch. Oh, uh, did he now? What's his name? Yeah. I don't know. Fucking douche face. I don't fucking know. Douche face. Very I'm creative. On, I'm on the top of my game right now. All right. Put this at the end of the pod as your little teaser that you always do. All right. Um, <laughs>